WLEW Sports Network presents the Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Rochelle Ramsey, and Dan Banky. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri Valley Services. It's the final week of the regular season. Everyone is automatically in the playoffs, yet there's a feeling that there is still plenty on the line. Tonight, the USA Patriots look for their fourth win of the year as they take on the Harbor Beach Pirates on a blustery homecoming night. Good evening from the friendly and socially distant confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside of me, once again, is a true professional, even as license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hansen. Thank you, Clark. Happy to be here. Uh, I'm not sure. Are we in week one again? It sure feels like it, but I'm sure we'll jump right into the swing of things. No problem. Once again, the thermometer cannot figure out what direction to go, and as a result, we have a mixed bag of weather this evening. Regardless, it would take a lot more than just some rain in the forecast, but a damper on homecoming festivities in the thumb of Michigan. All to be expected if you were born and raised in Michigan. you got to be prepared for all weather, and so far, the homecoming crew is right on point. The USA Patriots enter the final week of the regular season with a record of 3-2. and two. They lost two close ones to Lakers and Cassidy, but were able to put all the pieces in place against Vassar last week, shutting them out 45-0. Now they hope to continue that momentum on the road at Harbor Beach. Absolutely. They're playing well, and the, and Gettle has really settled in in that quarterback position, really added dimension to that team. On the other hand, the Harbor Beach Pirates also entered tonight's game with a 3-2 and two record, but a journey similar to a Detroit Tigers' Todd Jones ninth inning. They've seen some highs. They've seen some lows. Now they hope to close out the regular season with a win at home. No question about it. Trying to build that momentum heading into the playoffs is key for the USA Patriots. Coming up in the next 55 minutes, we'll look at our other area games, host our media roundtable, and take a deep dive in the game of the week. USA at Harbor Beach in the sixth and final week of the 2020 regular season. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. The playoffs start next week. Just one game before. Clark Ramsey and Dave Hansen with your call tonight from Harbor Beach, Michigan. It's all coming up in the next 52 minutes until kickoff. Tonight's presentation of the WLEW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor, the top of the thumb. Dia Services of Cassidy for all of your grain handling needs. Kotic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox. Rainey's Honey Center, 269 Guns. The Here and Daily Tribune, home of the Prep Zone. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Huron Auto Parts, Bayport State Bank, Albert Insurance Agency, USA Schools, Think USA. Insure Health, Better Health. Better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. In perhaps the most iconic football seasons for all the wrong reasons in state history, we have made it to the week number nine of the MHSA regular season. 
It may have been a bit of a strange journey, but we can now see the edge of the woods in front of us, and there is a plenty of science and data-driven decisions being made each and every day. We started the year off with a smattering of fans, and now that may be pointed a little too generously. But as the season progressed, the stands have filled in, and we finally got some of that one-of-a-kind Friday Night Lights atmosphere back in our souls. Speaking of being back, it's great to have my nine-year broadcast partner back on my side. That'd be Dave Hansen. Wow, what a messed up season it's been. You nailed it right on the head, Clark. But uh, it, I am happy to be back, and I, I can't believe the playoffs are right around the corner. It feels like we just got started. No kidding. And Dave, you unfortunately had to miss one of the most action-packed and thrilling finishes that I can remember over the last decade of broadcasting. Of course, we're talking about the final minutes of that USA Cassidy game two weeks ago where we saw three touchdowns in three lead changes all happened within about 60 seconds of each other. Yeah, it was a wild finish, and I got to listen to it at home, and it was definitely uh, a game that I wish I could have been there for, and uh, a heck of a win by Cass City because that certainly puts them at the top of the uh, of the West, and deservedly so. You're the best until somebody beats you, and USA brought it, brought it heavy but couldn't quite get the job done. To our far left would normally be our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. He is off tonight, so he'll rejoin us next week wherever the playoffs may take us. So taking his place is one of the people that makes this broadcast a reality on the other six days of the week, and that'd be Mark McConnell. All of our macro-enabled and advanced Excel sheets that make our broadcast happen are a compilation effort between Mark and myself. It's nice to have him back in the booth again, and this time a bit warmer than the last time. Absolutely. Last time he was at a, a crazy cold game, and on top of that, uh, he's quite the golfer. i got to set up a tee time with him this uh, next summer. He is actually the former state champion in the left-hander tournament of Michigan. That's so right. He's the number I, one left-handed golfer. And I knew he was a left-hander because he, uh, he gets up here once a year to play uh, play one of the local courses with your brother. I always get a chance to catch up with him. So glad to have him here tonight. On our other side and other flank is our world-renowned director of visual data. That'd be Dan Binky. It's nice to have our eagle-eyed spotter back with us and, as a result, a better final product for our listeners. Oh, no question about it. As a former player and someone that is a very – uh, used to running the T offense, even though it's been a few years. Uh, he, he obviously helps locate that football a lot easier and, and is in our ears the whole game. It's, it's great to have him here. Yes, indeed. And our director of game data analytics, Rochelle Ramsey, is not able to join us tonight due to prior engagements. So we have dusted off a name that may sound familiar to a few of our longtime listeners, and that would be Kayla O'Neill. Too bad it wasn't last week, though. Many moons ago, we threw Kayla on air for her prediction without any warning, and I mean zero warning. And as a result, Bad Eggs almost ended up with a huge upset that night called by Kayla O'Neill. Uh, they were looking very good for a very long time, but obviously the, the better team ended up winning that day. But it was almost a great prediction by Kayla, and it's good to see you and glad to have you back as well. She dusted off the old jacket even, so it's good to see. And now for a programming note. We have some very exciting news. It's a week late, but the strong side returns this Sunday at 7 p.m. on Sports Radio 1021 and com. But new this year, we are now video live streaming on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search for WLEW Sports, and you can watch myself, Dave Hanson, and Paul B. Adams recapping the past week of high school football in a brand new studio. Absolutely. Can't wait to check out that studio and uh, and have the show there. So make sure you tune in 7 p.m. Keep in mind, we can't make it to every single playoff game, so we will cover one, and then we will fill you in on what happened with all the details in the other ones. It, you, it's, a, it's an absolute hour that goes by so fast, you'll want to tune in. I appreciate you saying that, Dave, as well. And we can only cover one team a week, unfortunately. But like we said, the strong side this Sunday at 7 p.m., on Sports Radio 1021, WLWSports.com, and now also streaming live on YouTube. 
hit subscribe, turn on notifications so we can get all the subscribers we want and need. The Greater Thumb Conference titles have been handed out. Now all that's left is a classic crossover game that's been happening every year since 1973. Stay right here. Up next, we'll have our Meteor on Table presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Mark McConnell, Kayla O'Neill, and Dan Banky with your call tonight from the friendly and distant confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. The rain is going sideways once again here from Harbor Beach, blowing inland to the shore, at least at least tonight. And it's now time for our Meteor on Table, presented by Thompson Chevrolet and Bubbly. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than Thompson Chevrolet Find New Roads. Join me tonight from the Huron County View, in person, it's the Troy Aikman of Hot Mike's, Paul P. Adams, our in-game analyst for WLW Sports, Dave Hansen, the top spotter in Michigan's 25th State Senate District, Dan Benke, and our reigning Media Roundtable champion and director of sports information via text message, Doug Cole. Through the end of the season, we keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we deem a meter round table winner. In the last broadcast, which was two weeks ago, our guest color commentator, Ed Klump, was our winner, so he gets a gold star, nothing more. But the closest after that was, you know, no surprise here, Doug Cole. The guy's a machine. What do you want me to say? I, I mean, I wasn't here, so I didn't get a shot at him, but uh, I guess I'm not surprised either. I think you said it best. No, Doug's having an excellent season. Um, you know, I would have liked to have had an opportunity to pick last week's game. I was going to go with Bad Axe. Um, that's not hindsight. It was kind of des- a desperation move. I don't know if Doug would have played it safe or, or went with Bad Axe, so it would have been interesting. Maybe I could have got off the schneid, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll circle the wagons and try again today. We're still in desperate times here, Paul. I think the best way to describe Doug Cole to our listeners is uh, kind of a Teddy Roosevelt. Speak softly and carry a big stick. <laughs> if you ever know Doug Cole, that's what it is. And of course, Dining with Doug will return next week. So we, we unfortunately could not line up cooking with Kayla this week, so Dining with Doug <laughs> will return next week. And uh, let's get back to it. So how it works. Each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dan won, excuse me, Doug won the last time, he will go last. So tonight's order leading off is Paul P. Adams, followed by Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and then, or excuse me, Dan Banky, and then Doug Cole. So, Paul P. Adams. Well, I know how this works. No matter what I pick, Dave's going to go one over or one under. So, uh, I'm just going to try to nail this one right on the button. And I, I think USA, you know, obviously has the two losses, but two quality losses on the road to Lakers and the, the shootout with Cass City. Uh, I think the real key for, for the Patriots has been the play of Connor Gettle at, at uh, quarterback. Uh, he got thrust into that, that role at Lakers, and you could tell that USA was all out of sorts. But we got to see really him come together uh, and lead this team against at Cass City and then really turn in a, a fantastic effort with his legs and his arms at Vassar last week. So I think USA is going to win this game. I think you'll see more of Gettle. I'm going to go with uh, USA 34, Harbor Beach 20. 34 to 20, a 14-point victory for the USA Patriots, according to Paul P. Adams, sports editor of the Heron County View. 
Next, we have our very own Dave Hansen. If I had notes written down, you'd have nailed every single point that I could have made. That's and, all right. Just take my score. And the reason the reason I like all those points is USA <laughs> started with a with a with Engelhardt at quarterback because he had the ability to get the ball to a guy named Gettle. Well, when he's gone, now you put your best player and he touches the football on every single play. And I think Coach Hahn has realized that that is the absolute best move that could have happened to his offense, sparked his offense. Of course, he'd love to have Englehart in that offense somehow, but Gettle has taken that job, and he's not looking back, and he's done an excellent job. On the other side of the field, yes, it's in Harbor Beach. It's a tough place to play, but these winds out here, this rain, this field, <laughs> the way it is, does not set up for a team that the last time I saw him ran for negative yards in a game. Yeah, they threw for 350, but... Good luck doing it in this situation, in this weather conditions. I just don't think Harbor Beach can, A, stop the run, and I don't think their offense can run the ball efficiently enough to create first downs and stay on the field. So I think USA Patriots win this one also, and I think they win it going away. I got them at 30-7. to 30-7, wow. a 23-point victory, according to Dave Hansen for the USA Patriots. Moving on, Dan Banky, he's in route right now, so he texted me in his score. And he said, with USA a few weeks ago surprising Dan and hanging tough with Kansas City and actually letting the game slip through their hands, Dan has a new look on USA now. Dan thinks USA will flex their muscles with their running game. Harbor Beach has been struggling against teams with a good running game. But with the Harbor Beach passing game, and they, Dan thinks they will be able to put some up some points. But in the end, USA will be too much for Harbor Beach, according to Dan Benke. And he has USA winning the game 28-16, to a 12-point victory. For the USA Patriots, according to our spotter, Dan Banky. And moving on to our final, the reigning champion and with a two-game lead, Doug Cole. Doug Cole said, hey, Clark, I have USA winning 34-12 against Harbor Beach. USA is showing against Cass City a couple weeks ago. Really impressed me. And Doug believes that Connor Gettle will pick on Harbor Beach's defense, not only with his legs, but as we saw, he doesn't have a bad arm as well. Doug Cole expects big games from Walker Foley and Brendan Ballard as well. That's Braylon Ballard. And he has USA winning 34-12, to 12, so a 22-point victory for the USA Patriots, according to Doug Cole. So we have spoken, all four experts picking the USA Patriots. On the low side, Dan Banky has USA by 12, Paul P. Adams, USA by 14, Doug Cole, USA by 22, and Dave Hansen, USA by 23. Moving along here. On to our other games. Let's take a place at eight-player football. This is an interesting one and typically a classic rivalry in Deckerville tonight. Morris at 4-0, Deckerville at 4-1. They're only lost to Mayville. Deckerville beat Genesee last week, 56-36. Morris beat Kingston, 57-0. And Morris is averaging 58 points in offense and just seven on defense in eight-player football. Impressive score. Yeah, Morris is the real deal. They're the defending state champions and uh, odds-on favorite to maybe win it again uh, in, a, in a very stacked uh, region, in a, in a stacked division. They're, they're uh, playing tonight for a share of the NCTL stars. I think they get it, and they're going to hand uh, Deckerville a pretty handed loss. I think so, too. You don't usually see Deckerville get beat up too bad, but this is a situation where Morris is the best team in eight-player football, and they will make a statement tonight in Deckerville. In the NCTL Stars, we have Kingston at 1-4, going against Burton Ashton at 0-4, Genesee at 3-2, at New Haven Merritt, who's 1-4. And, 
in the NCTL crossover games. We have Mayville at North Huron. So this is the champions of the Stars and Stripes going up against each other. Mayville looking to go for their first undefeated regular season in school history in North Huron. The same exact story. This game has so many playoff implications. The winner of this game likely gets home field throughout the playoffs. Mayville will be in Division One, North Huron in Division Two. So this is a huge game. It's a chance to see who's who's got the better uh, champion, Stars or Stripes. I'm yeah, I'm a warrior at heart, but I'm going to go with my head. Uh, the Wildcats got Austin Middleton. He is putting up video game numbers. Uh, it should be a, at least a game for a little bit, but uh, Mayville's going to pull away in this one. I absolutely think North Huron can hang in the game, but how do you stop them? How do you stop that Mayville offense? They've been too good, too powerful, and I think Mayville makes just enough stops to pull away in this game also. I have Mayville winning as well. Moving on in another crossover game, we have Flint International House of Pancakes at CPS in Carsonville tonight with 2-3 and three against 1-4. Caseville at Akron Fairgrove, both teams 0-5. Caseville's last win was September 28, 2018, just 756 days ago against Akron Fairgrove. Akron Fairgrove's on a seven-game losing streak. Their last win was Owen Gage on September 20th of last year. But this might be the most intriguing game in the thumb tonight. Winner gets in the playoffs. Loser stays home. That's that's the nature of 2020. Akron Fairgrove in Caseville. Winner gets in the playoffs. I'm going to go with the Vikings in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. But that's a lot of intrigue. These teams got a lot to play for tonight. They do. It does make it interesting, but they're still both 0-5, and, and one playoff game is probably all they're going to get. I'll take the home team in that one as well. I will say... Paul, to go along with you saying that, the positive is, if you're positive, you get quarantined. <laughs> All right, moving along. We have Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart at 4-1 at Bay City All Saints 3-1. The Catholics of Mount Pleasant going against the Catholics of Bay City. Peck at Ashley moving along. In 11 player football, in the non-conference games, we have one game taking place last night. That was in Tawas. Lakers at Tawas, and Lakers snaps a two-game losing streak after starting out the season 3-0. Tawas has not won a game in 370 days. This game took place last night because they could not find rest for this evening. That was a big win, regardless of what night it took. Uh, Lakers needed something. They they got their butts handed to them last week, um, and they... they uh, they, they let one slip away against Reese. They really needed something. It didn't matter who they got to win against. It was a big performance, and hopefully uh, this gets Lakers on the right track. Because Lakers has a lot of talent. I still say player for player, the most talented team that we have in Huron County. Uh, they could put it together at a moment's notice and make a playoff run. So that hopefully gets them back on the right track. They're big. They're strong. They should be able to push people around whenever they feel like it. They may not have the speed that we like to see, but they should be able to utilize their strengths and beat most of the teams in this area. That is a big momentum win for them leading into the playoffs. And our next five games are all Greater Thumb Conference crossover games. We have Cassidy at 5-0 and going up against Marlette, who's 3-2. and With a win, Marlette would have their best season in six years. However, their opponent is Cass City, going for the first perfect regular season in school history. Reese at 2-3 and three at Sandusky 5-0. and oh. Sandusky, of course, the Greartham East champions. Last undefeated regular season was 2015. They finished up 11-1 in that season. And Reese started out 0-3. They've had two wins, including 23-20 against Lakers. Yeah, Reese is, uh, Reese is coming on. Uh, I heard that early on from the USA staff. They said USA or, uh, uh, Reese has got a lot of talent. It's just a matter of putting it all together. Uh, they got their signature win against Lakers, uh, snapped a nine-game losing streak, and followed that up with another win. So, uh, hey, look out for Reese when you get into the playoffs. A, a two, two and three, maybe they're three and three at the end of this thing. Uh, but once they get into the playoffs, uh, they can make a little noise. I do have some connections in Sandusky these days, and they did say the tape of Reese is actually 
quite impressive. They were very surprised that this team has finally put something together with the size of Reese. So uh, I still think Sandusky wins this game, no problem. But Reese might stick around a little longer than people think. Moving on, Vassar at Brown City, 0-5 against 1-4. Vassar just two wins in three years. Both have come in the last week of the season. Brown City lost the ugly 12-48 last week. Their only win is against Montebello, 34-0. Bad Axe at Ubley. This is the other interesting game. We more than likely would have been here had that game not been in Ubley for multiple reasons and mostly due to booth size with social distancing in play. Bad Axe at 4-1, Ubley at 3-2. Bad Axe, the Greartham West co-champs, the first time since 1995. I'm a believer. I saw the Hatchets up close and personal last week against the Lakers. They look phenomenal. And for, for, the, for the Hatchets, it starts on defense. They have allowed 14 points in this four-game winning streak. Their defense is is what sets the tone. They have enough offensive weapons. Uh, a, a hybrid of what they, they ran last year. Uh, Vinny Blackstock had a bad game last week by his own admission, and they still pulled away from Lakers. So I think they're going to give Ubley all they can handle. I'm going with the Hatchets in this one. I certainly think this is going to be a very quality game, and I will be a believer if they go into Ubley and beat Ubley. I will take Ubley in this game until proven different. I know that team's had a young quarterback. Their defense has not been up to standard, but they got a couple excellent running backs there and Colin Oberski uh, and uh, Carson Haleski, and I still think those two guys are good enough to carry that Ubley team at home. You're right, Dave. The, the one loss that, that uh, Bad X had was week one to uh, Sandusky. They had problems with the wing tee. Ubley runs the wing tee very, very well, as we know. So it'll be interesting to see how this defense has adjusted since that week one loss. But I, I think uh, Bad X, momentum's a great thing. And Bad X has momentum, and they have the belief now. You know, things have changed here in, in Bad X, but they got to win this week, and that, that's probably likely for a home playoff game. And another great thing are our wonderful sponsors of tonight's game, and it's time for another short break. When we return, we'll have our USA Patriots up online, and we'll discuss them in thorough, thorough detail. It's all right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. It's the game of the week, USA at Harbor Beach, right here on Sports Radio 1021, being powered by Anger Valley Services. Listen to the strong side this Sunday at 7 p.m. on Sports Radio 1021. Live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Sorry, the rain distracted me, apparently. And now also streaming live on YouTube. You can watch us in studio, our brand new studio taking place this Sunday at 7 p.m., a one-hour special. We're going to jam everything in that 60 minutes of play, including all of our postseason predictions and Inquiries. So that's taking place this Sunday at 7 p.m. The Strong Side on Sports Radio 1021 and also now on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search for WLW Sports and you'll find all the details there. Hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, so that way you don't miss a moment of The Strong Side. Let's take a look at the USA Patriots. They're their away team tonight, and when you discuss the USA Patriots in modern day, you think of a football program making progress. Champions of years past, some lean years in the middle, and every year taking steps forward to rebuild the program with a proper foundation. Head coach John ha Josh Hahn has a large stake in that construction, and after tonight, will have completed his fourth regular season as the general of the Patriot Army. With a win tonight, Josh Hahn is on track for his best season in four years. Keep in mind, he took over in 2017 for Tyler Langs 
And fun facts about Josh Hahn, he was the starting quarterback for the first USA championship team in 1998. Uh, as a head coach, he's he's coached 34 games. He's 18 and 16. He has made the playoffs three out of the last four years, but has never defeated Harbor Beach. He is 0-3 against them. And this program has come a long ways. Now, it helps when you have some great playmakers that we'll talk about here in a minute, but he's done a very good job starting inside, working out, starting with the interior line on both sides. And once that foundation was built, then that offense, you start to see those playmakers shine. The Patriots have one of the most talented rushing attacks in all the Greer Thumb Conference. They seem to have a running back and even quarterback that fulfills every type of running style. In the backfield, you have Braylon Ballard, Walker Foley, and Noah Crum. Braylon Ballard and Walker Foley will be the two lead backs in in this game. Braylon Ballard, just a junior, he's six foot one ninety five. Walker Foley, 5'10", 170, the senior. Both of them average over nine yards per carry. Walker Foley is a little bit more of the playmaker for me. Braylon Ballard's more of that downhill. Uh, not much side to side, but straight away got that breakaway speed. Noah Crum, typically your lead fullback in a lot of the plays, but he'll get some dives, some quick moves. He does have a couple touchdowns on the season, but basically he rotated in when Connor Gettle had to shift out and go play quarterback. So his stats are a little down, but his job is to fill those holes and sell those fakes for the other two guys. For the first two weeks of the season, USA had their game plan in place with senior quarterback Ethan Englehart under center. But then an unfortunate knee injury against the Lakers took him out for the year, meaning Josh Hahn had to go to his depth chart and find his backup play caller. The fortunate news is that USA may have the best backup quarterback in the entire conference in senior Connor Gettle, making for one prolific offensive attack. Absolutely, but when you're in that desperate of situation... He simply looked at his best player on his roster and said, this is what I need you to do, and he jumped at the opportunity. A six-foot, 210-pound senior, I think he's been on this varsity team forever. Uh, 46 (laughs) carries, 215 yards, four TDs. He's now 12 of 21 passing with four touchdown passes to boot, 57% completion percentage. And last week against Vassar, he was four or five through the air for 83 yards and two of those four touchdowns, really settling in and grasping that role. And he's added that. That extra dimension of being able to pass the football. It, it's become a regular play in this playbook. They'll throw the ball a couple times a quarter tonight. I love this offense. It's Ab- fun absolutely. to watch. It's it absolutely sh- fun to watch. It sure is. We, we love a, a good passing game every now and then. Sure, Harbor Beach does it more than anybody else in the area, but you'd like to see that versatility because at some point you're going to run into a team in the playoffs. You need to be able to put the ball in the air, and USA does just enough of that to make you excited for a playoff run. On the other side of the ball, USA has two defensive outcomes, either a shutout, which they have had two of those in five games, or they give up 26 to 28 points. In their three non-shutout games, the Patriots have allowed 26, 28, and 28 points, but don't let that number fool you. They have the bodies up front and the linebackers to slow down and even stop your run game. Absolutely. Against Lakers, they allowed 269 yards rushing with three touchdowns. But the very next week when they played Cassidy, they held them to 199 yards rushing. That's 170 yards below the Cassidy average this year. I was going to say, that's the big thing there. 200 yards, ooh, I'm not sure that's good night. But when Cassidy's averaging 370, that's a different ballgame. Perspective is a big thing here, but that's why this game with Cassidy was so close. I think a lot of people thought Cassidy would go away with that by a couple scores. Not so fast. Last year against Harbor Beach, it was a seven-point loss for USA, 14-21, in a game that the Patriots had the upper hand for a majority of the game. 
We'll see if the USA Patriots can get over that hump and roll into the postseason with some men on their side. And it's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the Harbor Beach Pirates. It's all right here on the WLAW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Mark McConnell, Kayla O'Neill, and Dan Banky with your call tonight from Harbor Beach. The USA Patriots are in town in the final week of the regular season. In the last 24 years, the United States have had four different presidents. Michigan has had four different governors. And the city of Harbor Beach has had five different mayors since 1997. But since the waning years of the late 1900s, the Harbor Beach football program has had just one man at the top, and it'd be head coach Troy Schelke. Tonight is his 253rd game as a varsity head coach, all here at his alma mater. Absolutely. He's, a, he's 173 and 79. He's won 68% of his games. He's had 16 winning seasons through that stretch, and of course, one state championship. His last 10 seasons, he averages at least nine wins. And against these USA Patriots, he has a record of 14-9, and nine, and he's actually won eight of his last nine tries against them. With Troy Schelke being the quarterback for Alma College back in the day, it seems that he has always had a quarterback groomed and ready to go no matter the year. And this year certainly is no exception and perhaps the most prolific passer in school history. Making his 17th start on varsity tonight would be senior quarterback Dylan Kadar. Kadar stands six foot, 175 pounds. He's 35 of 61 on the year. He does have one interception, but he's passed for 667 yards and eight TDs. That's a 57% completion percentage. Oh, and by the way, he's rushed 49 times for over 100 yards and two more scores. He was the, actually the leading rusher against Marlette last week. He had 98 yards on just eight carries and two rushing touchdowns. The backfield of Harbor Beach saw both of their main horses graduate in Devin Puff and Michael Anderson, who accounted for over 1,300 yards rushing the ball in 2019. This year, the rain bank stable for the Pirates is a little banged up. Ethan Hessling and Caden Boynton have both missed games at least a game due to injury, leaving Luke Woodkey as the leading rusher for the Harbor Beach attack. As a team, the Pirates are averaging just three yards per carry for 2020. Luke Woodkey, a junior, he's, he was one of your big wide receivers when this team hits the spread offense, and because of his playmaking ability, when they have gone to the wing tee, he has been responsible to come in and play one of those end backers. And with that, he's led the team in rushing. 35 carries, 178 yards, three TDs. He had two rushing touchdowns last week. He's actually averaging five yards per carry. But keep an eye on guys like Levi Klasky and Caden Boynton. This offense is looking for a spark in the running game. So don't be surprised if one of those guys get a few extra opportunities to try to jumpstart this offense. What the Pirates lack in a running game, they certainly make up for in their passing attack. Harbor Beach is averaging 133 yards through the air per game. Majority of those yards are credit to Luke Woodkey and Tanton Babcock being in sync with Dylan Kadar. Together, Woodkey and Babcock account for 68% of catches and 81% of passing yards. Those are the guys you got to keep an eye on. Luke Woodkey, 14 receptions, 323 yards and three TDs. Tanton Babcock. Ten catches of his own, just 219 yards, but he's got five touchdowns on the year. Uh, Mason Booms, the guy they will miss on the opposite side, he had eight catches, 85 yards before a broken arm has ended his season. So who will fill in that role? Tanton Babcock has stepped up great, but other guys like Levi Klasky, you might have heard it here first, are guys that are going to get a few extra reps at that wide receiver position when they do decide to spread it out. 
And with Ethan, uh, Ethan Hessling being out tonight, you're actually going to see Elliot Seaman get the start as well. And we're just, we are just 10 minutes away from kicking off Greater Thumb Conference crossover game that has taken place every year since 1973. The USA Patriots are on the road taking on the Harbor Beach Pirates in the final week of the regular season. Keep it locked on your home for high school football, the WLEW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. Up next, a direct comparison between the Patriots and the Pirates. Listen to The Strong Side this Sunday at 7 p.m. on Sports Radio 1021 and now streaming live on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com and search for W at LW Sports and you'll be able to see us broadcasting from our new studio of The Strong Side this Sunday at 7 p.m. As the crow flies, 42 miles separate USA and Harbor Beach High Schools on opposite ends of Huron County. For those who are heading east for tonight's game, hopefully going in the opposite direction of most Sugar Beet trucks, it's a 46-mile journey across Seabing Road, north on M53, and east on M142. In regards to school size, USA is the third small school in the Greater Thumb Conference with 239 high schoolers, ahead of only Harbor Beach and Ubley. There are 206 Pirates enrolled in high school on the east side, and that puts both USA and Harbor Beach both squarely in Division 8 for the MHSA playoffs. So in regards to school size, it's USA by 33 students. Tonight is the 47th time the Pirates and Patriots have squared off against each other in football. Harbor Beach has won to 31 times since 1972, USA with 16. Despite the fairly lopsided record, the average score, though, between USA and Harbor Beach is a difference of just four points. The average score since 1973 is Harbor Beach 22, USA 18. Five games in the 2020 season, USA's had the third most productive offense in the Greater Thumb Conference behind only Cass City and Sandusky. The Patriots are scoring 38 points per game. For Harbor Beach, they're on the lower half of the conference at number eight. The Pirates score on average 24 points per game, so on offense, it's USA by two touchdowns, 14 points. Defensively, in 2020, USA is the number six defense in the Greater Thumb Conference, Harbor Beach number seven. The Patriots are allowing 16 points or two touchdowns per game. The Pirates are giving up just under 23 points per game or three touchdowns per game plus a few two-point conversions. So defensively, it is USA by six points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident in that line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and Hunter Biden Sports Wagering Department sector factoring in all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location. The spread for tonight's game sits at USA 11 and a half points. Tonight is the 297th day of the year, meaning there are just 68 days left until 2020 is nothing but a distant memory, hopefully. And thank you for joining us for our broadcast tonight. Whether you're listening at home, out for a walk, out in the fields, or maybe riding your skateboard, drinking some Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice, which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia question. You ready for this one? Absolutely. This week's trivia topic is cranberries. Cranberries. Hmm. With all the entire world seemingly to be obsessed with Fleetwood Mac and Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice, thanks to TikTok, it just seemed as a fitting topic for tonight. And uh, we also got word, my wife, Rochelle Ramsey, not here tonight, but she's listening. So, so hello, Rochelle. All right, so here's our question number one. Cranberries are, in fact, native to Michigan and were once a major crop in this state. In 1836, the first exports loaded onto ships in Saginaw were lumber, fur, and cranberries. Today, that is not the case. Dave, what happened to Michigan's cranberry crop production? Just a nice wide-open question yeah. for you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, 
I, I recommend multiple choice next time. Um, <laughs> what happened to the cranberry crop? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, weather related somehow. Let's go with a. It's gotten too warm for cranberries. No, no, it's actually what they did in Washington D.C. They drained the swamp. <laughs> With cranberries growing in marshes on low-lying trailing vines and bogs and marshes, the acreage available for cranberries dropped dramatically with the expansion of urbanization in farmlands across Michigan, draining the swamps. Wisconsin actually produces the most cranberries in all of the United States, accounting for 57% of the nation's entire crop. There are two main end products for cranberries, juice and cranberry sauce, at Thanksgiving. Question number two, Dave. In the United States, what percentage of all cranberries are consumed during the week of Thanksgiving? The week of Thanksgiving, I think 25%. You're close. 20%. uh, One-fifth of the entire cranberry crop is eaten in just one week of the year and likely in just two days, Thanksgiving Thursday and whenever you have your leftovers. The remaining 80%, honest to God, the remaining 80% is dedicated for juice products to ocean spray. Our final question. Michigan grows just 280 acres of cranberries per year. 280 acres across the whole state. Which got me thinking about another, what I'd call novelty crop across the state, Dave. Being the fall season, how many acres of pumpkins are growing in Michigan? Uh, Acres of pumpkins. Uh, I'm going to go with 280 acres of cranberries. I'll go with... 2,500 acres. I'm double that, and you're close. 5,800 acres of pumpkins in the state of Michigan grows every single year. Dave, I can't believe you didn't get any of those. No, Come I on. can't believe it. I, I was not expecting cranberries. I, I got a week <laughs> off, and then you throw me cranberries. I, I just didn't see it coming. I'll have to watch more TikTok, I guess. Yeah, the Michigan pumpkin industry sells nearly $13 million worth of pumpkins every single year. And speaking of ripe for the picking, what are your three keys to tonight's game, Dave? <laughs> well, let's start with the the biggest factor in this game, in my opinion, and that's at Harbeach defense. Are they going to be able to stop this running game? USA has seen the tape. They've seen what these teams have done to Harbeach, and it has run the ball out of that tee and forced Harbor Beach to make stops. They were unable to stop Sandusky. They uh, struggled with Ubley at times. This team is going to want to get run on. Can Harvey's defense respond? For for USA, continue to let Gettle be Gettle. Let that kid make decisions. You don't get a talent like this very often, and I think the best way to utilize him is to let him have the reins. Let him make calls. If you call a passing play, don't stop him from making decisions. Let him see the field. Let him make a decision for himself. That is when the big plays happen, so let him continue to blossom at quarterback. And third, Either team, time of possession is going to be critical in this game. The weather is terrible. The field is wet. And all USA, we know, is going to run the football and run the football tough against this defense. Now, Harvard Beach, when they get the ball, are they going to be able to run the ball, control the clock, time of possession? If it's in Harvard Beach's favor, they have a chance tonight. We are just 35 seconds away from our national anthem here. Current conditions in Harbor Beach, Michigan are 59 degrees with currently cloudy skies. They're calling for a 20% chance of rain this evening, although we've seen spotty showers all day so far. Winds are out the west-northwest at 14 miles per hour and guessing up to 25. Visibility is at 2 miles. Barometric pressure at 29.77. The dew point's at 55, and it feels like it's 57 degrees out. Humidity's at 84%. Sunset at 633, and we're currently in a waxing gibbous moon phase. So we think it's safe to say it's a beautiful night for football. Sunrise at 7.57, sunset at 6.35.
In October 23rd, we have 10 hours and 38 minutes of daylight. Now we tune in to our PA announcer here for our national anthem tonight here from Harbor Beach, Michigan. We encourage you to render the appropriate salute. And everyone able, please stand at attention, placing your hand over your heart as we proudly sing our national anthem. Despite limited numbers, I must admit we built the Mormon Tabernacle Choir in here tonight for our national anthem. Sound beautiful. All right, let's go through our starting lineups here. Harbor Beach won the toss, elected to defer tonight. Your referee, Brian Jones from Sandusky. Your umpire, Tom Winkler from St. Clair. Your linesman, Mike Dreyer from Sandusky. Line judge, Wayne Biscorn from Marine City. And your back judge, a familiar name in basketball, Chris Storm from Marlette, Michigan. Starting lineups, let's go through the USA Patriots at quarterback. Connor Gettle, quarterback. Of course, the Tenkel backup quarterback moved in after Ethan Engelhart went out with an ACL. In your backfield, you have Noah Crum, fullback, Walker Foley, and Braylon Ballard, running backs. On that front line, your center, Evan Voles. Evan Voles, your center, left guard, Jacob Dintz, Justin Hunt, right guard. And left tackle and right tackle, Daniel Krzyzewski and Kirkland Krzyzewski, your tight ends. Keegan Bixman, tight end, as well as Jeremiah Hahn. For the USA, for the Harbor Beach Fires, kicking things off would be number six, Luke Woodkey. Kicking off right to left across your radio. That is with the wind at the Harbor Beach's back kicking off to start these things off in week number nine of the regular season. Harbor Beach in their home black uniforms, white numbers, orange outline, traditional white helmet with the black face mask. USA in their road white jerseys, blue stripes down the side of their sleeves, blue numbers, red outline, the infamous and iconic P just on the right side of their helmet, and navy pants. 12 minutes are on the board. Luke Woodkey comes up to the line to set the ball once again after it fell off the tee already. Homecoming night here in Harbor Beach. We are ready to kick things off. Our next kickoff will take us to the playoffs. Luke Woodkey, the left-footed kicker, comes all the way into the end zone about five yards deep, and that will be an automatic touchback. So USA will start out on offense at their own 20-yard line, left to right across the radio, with 12 minutes on the clock, 0-0. Zero to zero. I'm not sure that kick needed any wind aid at all. That was booted. That was halfway into the back of the end zone. So great field position for the Heart Beach defense. Making that USA Patriot offense going to go the length of the field into the wind to start this game. First and 10 for USA. 
at their own 20-yard line, splitting the hash marks smack dab between. Connor Gettle, your starring quarterback. Evan Voles leading the line up to the line of scrimmage. Ball in hand due to COVID regulations. Under center, three-man backfield in the straight tee. Crum, Walker Foley, and Braylon Ballard. Hand off to the third option. Braylon Ballard almost lost it. He has positive yards all the way across the 25 and finally brought down at the 28-yard line. Tackle made by number 34, Elliott Seaman for Harbor Beach. And that is a huge chunk play, and they're going to say seven yards on the gain. Second down and three. A nice run to start the game, but this is what you're going to see all night long from USA is attacking off center, right off the right off the get go. That is that same right side when we were here watching the Sandusky game. That Sandusky went after the entire night, and we'll see if USA continues to attack them there as well. Working just inside the right hash, left right across the radio, facing his second down, two and a half, maybe three for the USA Patriots. Connor Gettle surveying the defense. Harbor Beach putting not ten men in the box. Connor Gettle under center, three men backfield once again on that right hash. There's the snap. Hand off to the second option, Noah Crum. Harbor Beach last stepping him up at the original line of scrimmage, but the forward momentum pushes him beyond the first down marker across the 30, out to the 31-yard line, a gain of three, and a new set of downs for USA. And those are the runs that I'm talking about, is Harbor Beach has ten guys in the box on the line of scrimmage, knowing that that run is coming, and it looks like they make the stop, but what happens? Noah Crum fights his way, the pile moves forward, and they still find a way to get a first down. A nice, tough run by Noah Crum for the first first down of the game for USA. We played one minute. USA with already a new set of downs. Connor Gettle comes in from the sideline, getting the call from head coach Josh Hahn. Wrapping up his fourth year as head coach for the USA Patriots, of course, the quarterback of the 1998 state championship squad. Evan Voles at center, under at the line, same formation. Connor Gettle under center once again. T formation. Wayne the snap. 10-28 remains. Handoff to Braylon Ballard once again. Finds that right gap. Much room to run. Has the first down and spins his way down to the 45-yard line. A 14-yard gain before Luke Woodkey and Dylan Kadar can track him down. A new set of downs and another first down for USA. And you can see Josh Hessling getting to play in that boom spot that they're missing. They run right at him, and he spins right out of the arms of Josh Hessling up the field for a first down. It takes Kadar and company as those last guys there to make that tackle. But notice where he runs right over that right side for a big gain and another first down for USA. First and 10 from the USA 45-yard line. 10 minutes remain in the first quarter. We played two minutes. USA with already two first downs. Connor Gettle once again under center, sticking to the T formation so far in this ball game. Snap back. Turns to his left, hands it off to Noah Crum. He stays low and gets across midfield down to the Harbor Beach 49-yard line. This is a six-yard gain. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's 65. Dakota Deer, defensive tackle, 5'10", 250-pound, 15-pound senior. Second down and four. A nice run there by Crum, but there was that offensive line of USA winning early. They were they pushed that defense back two yards before Crum seen anybody, and he's able to get between those tackles and dives ahead. They give him six yards. Uh, by the time his momentum was done, he was at first down marker. So they had him marked down well short of what I thought he was, but still a nice run on first down. Walker Foley hasn't touched the ball yet. His name's coming here real quick. Connor get all the way in the snap. Less than 10 seconds on the play clock. Hand off to Braylon Batter once again. Same exact right gap, and he piles forward all the way down close to the 40-yard line. It's going to be a seven-yard gain. Another first down, and tackle made by Elliott Seaman for Harbor Beach. 
and not until another first down. Yeah, it's just too easy. They get once you can see that gap open up, and Ballard doesn't miss it. And then it's a matter of linebackers and safeties coming up to make those tackles. And when you have that many guys shoved into the box, they're not all on the right side. They're spread out. So once you get past them. It's a big responsibility for Kadar back there to come up and make that tackle. So far he has, but we don't want him making all those tackles all night long. Before tonight, Braylon Ballard, 519 yards in the season with five touchdowns on 53 carries, averaging almost 10 yards per carry. 8.30 left in this first game, in first quarter, no score, and a handoff to Walker Foley, number 22. Elliott Stevens stands him up after a four-yard gain and stops him down to the 37-yard line. Four-yard gain, second down in six upcoming for the USA Patriots, splitting the hash marks and continuing to march down the throats of Harbor Beach's defense. It's looked pretty easy so far, but this was kind of what we predicted. The USA was going to challenge the front seven of Harbor Beach, and that is where Harbor Beach just has not answered the call. Um, they, they've just been outdone by opposing offensive lines, and so far we're seeing more of the same. So if you're, if you're unable to stop the run, you're going to have to stand these running backs up and start swinging at the football. You're going to have to try to force some turnovers, and in this weather, that may be a good option here going forward. Walker Foley with a five-yard gain in the last play. Handoff to Braylon Ballard, trying to find that right gap once again. He gets tripped up at the line of scrimmage, falls forward across the 35, down to the 33. Luke Woodkey on the stop for the Pirates. And now for the first time today, USA facing a third down. Yes, and that's what you need to see. You see guys like Luke Woodkey coming over to that side, maybe cheating a little bit, knowing that they're going to keep coming there. And he steps into that gap and is able to make the tackle. He doesn't over-pursue, get too far out of the way, allow a cutback lane, nothing. He gets in there, and as soon as that gap is there, Luke Woodkey dives through it and makes the tackle for a short game. Ballard already 32 yards on four carries tonight, averaging eight yards per carry this evening. Five minutes into the game, no score. USA in their first drive, marching down Harbor Beach's side of the field at the 34-yard line. Connor Gettle gets the snap, calls his own number, spins to his left, has positive yards, has the first down across the 30, and finally stopped at the 28-yard line for a five-yard gain. Tackle made by Dakota Deer as well as Grant Smiglinski for Harbor Beach's front line. Move the chains once again. got to love that. you got to get Connor Gettle the football and not just handing it off to his other guys. He has to be involved in the offense. Love that play call. He fakes the handoff to his fullback. He even looks at the pitch option and then turns around keeps it himself, follows that fullback through the hole. He creates a great hole, pushing that defensive line back, and he's able to get an easy first down for USA. USA has moved the ball 52 yards in five and a half minutes. They're already at the Harbor Beach 28-yard line. First and 10, USA draining the play clock all the way under 10 before even thinking about the snap. Clock management already from Josh Hahn and the Patriots. 6.15 left in the first, handoff to Noah Crum. Breaks out of his first tackle, be stood up by a line of Pirates. And they're going to give him a gain of a yard down to about the 26-yard line. Leading the charge, that was number six, Luke Woodge for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Halfway through the first quarter, and it's now second down in nine. Yeah, nice play led by Luke Woodkey there. He does a nice job, again, filling that hole. Crum doesn't have an option. Good job by the defense, forcing him to bounce it outside. And when he does, that's where Woodkey is waiting for him and doesn't miss him. Jason Seaman has two jerseys. I, sh I should have noted that. Jason Seaman plays at number 50 as well as number 84. Five minutes, 35 seconds left here in the first quarter. 
USA with a second down and eight according to the spot at the 26-yard line of Harbor Beach, left to right across the radio. Play clock under 10 once again. Two yards inside the right hash. Handoff to Walker Foley, runs into one of his linemen and gets a shove from 52 USA's Kirkland Krzyzewski and gets close to that first down marker inside the 20-yard line down to the 18. Stop made by Harbor Beach's number 27, Josh Hessling, but it's not enough for a stop for Harbor Beach. It's another first down for USA. And he actually runs into Braylon Ballard, who picked up the linebacker. Uh, looks like Tanton Babcock. He, he's able to seal him off. Walker Foley runs into him, but he's able to bounce off of him up the field. And you call that. Kirtland Krzyzewski comes <laughs> off of his block, gets right behind him, and just leading the charge, pushing both of them backwards. And he's able to get a first down thanks to that assistance from Kirtland Krzyzewski. First and 10 inside the red zone. First and 10 from the 18 of Harbor Beach. Connor Kettle, backup quarterback from starting quarterback for the last three weeks. Play clock under 10 once again. Passes to his left, hands it off to number 22. Walker Foley gets out for a hard fought four yards inside the 15. Marking him down about the 14 and a half yard line. Tackle made by number 74. Grant Smiglinski, defensive end for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Second down and six to go for the USA Patriots. That's it. If you're Harbor Beach, you've got to negate those longer runs. Start making them under five yards, four yards, eventually whittle them down to three and two. But that's they've done okay here on first down, but this second down has killed them. This is where USA has been so far unpredictable, evenly distributing the football. You got four, you got four ball carriers uh, that have touched the ball already on this drive, and three of them have three or more carries already. Twelfth play of this drive, four minutes remaining in the first quarter already. Counter Gettle under center, T-formation, three-man backfield. A handoff to Walker Foley, leaps over the line of scrimmage and gets clown to the first down marker as he passed it. Looks like he is by about a yard. It's going to be close down. It's going to depend on the spot. Tackle made by Grant Smiglinski once again for the Pirates, and they're going to say... Move the chains? Nope. They're going to third down in manageable, third down a yard. Uh, it's, a, it's a short yard at that, but a nice run there by Foley. He's able to push that pile ahead and get right down to that marker, making third down uh, a very short opportunity now for USA. Antonio Brown officially signs with Tampa Bay. Fire up. Fire up Adds <laughs> Add some weapons there, huh? Just what they uh, needed. Wherever Tom Brady goes, he follows, apparently. Three minutes and 15 seconds left in the first quarter. USA on their only drive tonight, and it's covered just under nine minutes and 71 yards in 12 plays. Counter Gettle splitting the hash marks, rain and wind in his face in their road white uniforms. Handoff to Braylon Ballard, hits the gap, spins out of his first tackle down to the end zone. Touchdown, USA! Braylon Ballard from eight yards out, runs into the end zone on third and one, and finds himself with the first score of the night for the USA Patriots. 2.55 left in the first quarter. It's USA 6, Harbor Beach nothing. Heck of a spin move by Braylon Ballard as he gets hit after the first down marker at about the four-yard line. He's able to spin out of that tackle, and as he's hit, his momentum carries him just inside the goal line for the first score of the game. 13 plays, 80 yards, and nine minutes and five seconds off the clock. That's what he call clock management in the thumb. USA going for two, same exact formation we've seen all night. Walker Foley, Noah Crum, Braylon Ballard right to left. Connor Gettle rolling to his left, keeping it for himself, gets down close to the line. Is he in? Yes, he is. The two-point conversion is good, and USA extends their lead to eight points. Eight-nothing. We played nine minutes right here in Harbor Beach on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. It's eight-nothing USA. USA Patriots eight. Harbor Beach nothing. Do you want the two-point on the same line? 
Ja. I think uh, I think he, this guy's gonna be lucky to get it to the, the 45. Nehemiah Parmenter for USA oh. kicking into the wind gets it all the way down to the 15 yard line where Luke Wookie scoops it up gets across the 30 and still on his feet finally brought down 52 52 yard line brought down by Kirkland Krzyzewski right tackle cornerback plays it all over depending on who the defense is that week. And Harbor Beach will have their first shot on offense here to tie this ball game as they trail 8-0 to the USA Patriots at home on homecoming night. With a wind at their back for the next 2 minutes and 48 seconds, they trail 8-0 to USA. USA marched right down the field 80 yards in 12 plays, 13 plays in fact, for the first score of the night in a two-point conversion. That was a pretty good kickoff considering they're into this wind. Uh, matter of fact, it, it looked like the last time I played golf with you, the driver only got about <laughs> two feet off the ground and just kind of sculled its way to the other side of the field. And that was a 14-degree uh, driver. <laughs> T-formation for Harbor Beach to start 34. this game. Elliott Seaman oh, trying pass, pass, pass. going for play action, throws it downfield, down the far sideline to Tanton Babcock, and it's in and out of the hands. Looks like the wind may have gotten that one uh, just a hint enough to be out of arm's reach of Tanton Babcock in coverage. That was Walker oh, Foley. And he's limping. Number 22, Tanton Babcock, a little ginger to get back up, so he's going to hustle back to the line of scrimmage here. 239, incomplete pass, second down and 10. He was open. He had Walker Foley beat by a step or two, and the ball got there. It was a little bit underthrown, hard to gauge when you're throwing that far downwind, but I got to give credit to Walker Foley. He was beaten coverage. But he put his head down. He chased the receiver down. As soon as he got next to him in contact, like where the contact could be made, he turned around, looked for the football, got his hands up. I'm not sure if he deflected it, but he absolutely took away the opportunity to catch the ball from, from Babcock. It was a pretty good defensive play there on a long post draw right down the field. Second down in 10, handoff to number six. Luke Wiggy has room to run across midfield, down to the 40 of USA, still on his feet, and finally ripped down to the 29-yard line. Walker Foley chased down Luke Wiggy from the 33-yard line across midfield, down to the 29 of USA, a flipping of the field for Luke Wiggy. Absolute great run. That's the running play that Woodkey on this offense was looking for, and when he took it around the left side and bounced it out the left side around the defensive end, there was nobody over. Over there, and then it's a race. Walker Foley is able to cut him off, but not until a huge gain for Luke Woodkey. A 39-yard run for Luke Woodkey. Pretty good average so far. First and 10 for the 29-yard line of USA. Two minutes, 29 seconds left in the first quarter. Dylan Cater under center, starting senior quarterback. Hand off to his third option, Luke Woodkey. Left gap, gets out for four yards, spins his plays down to about the 30 to 26 yard line. Stopped by, made by Jeremiah Hahn, six foot senior for USA. They're going to say it's a four-yard gain, or actually three-yard gain, just marking them down to the 26. And Keegan Bixman is the, the defensive end on this side of the field, and they've ran the last two times right at him. And if, if you're watching closely, Clark, he is he is diving to the middle of the field. He is going right into that guard and, and not coming up on the tackle. So it's allowing Luke Woodkey an easier opportunity to get to the sideline, and then it's a race between him and Han. It's a handoff to Elliott Seaman trying to go right gap this time. Gets across the 25, down to the 24, a hard fall two yards 
if that for Harbor Beach. Tackle made by Sam Cook, defensive end, 5'10", 210-pound junior. Just a straight dive there for, for Harbor Beach, right up the middle and right into the teeth of that USA defense. They are not fooled, and that'll bring up third down and medium. Less than 90 seconds to play here in the first quarter. Harbor Beach on their first drive this evening after USA's first drive went over nine minutes for the score. Third down and five from the 24 of USA. Hand off to Luke Woodkey, who finds a seam out the outside edge at the 15-yard line, has the first down, and is tackled down by USA's number 44, Carson Holland, a defensive back and a sophomore moved up in the past few weeks. First and 10 for Harbor Beach, converting on third down. Harbor Beach found a little spot here they like, too. They're picking on Keegan Bixman over here, which is surprising. He's been a pretty good defensive end for this team, but they are sealing him off, and then Jeremiah Hahn is being blocked by the other running back, and in this case, that's 34. We got Seaman, right? Or is that yes, Elliot Seaman. Elliot Seaman's 34 makes a great block and springs Woodkey around that left side again. From the 14-yard line. <laughs> Uh, quarterback keeper Dylan Cater going to the far hash finds himself inside the 10 down to the four yard line it's going to be close to a 10 yard gain on that one tackle made by Walker Foley out of the secondary for USA and they're going to say first and goal for the Harbor Beach Pirates at the three yard line. Nice job this is that running game that they have been missing terribly and Luke Woodkey that time sets a fantastic block on the right side he's out there and he takes Connor Gettle right out of the play and quarterback Kadar is able to follow that blocker and really decide if he wants to attack the inside or the outside. I think if he goes outside, it's a foot race to the pylon. He goes inside, gets a first down, first and goal at the four. An 11-yard gain, and it's going to be a handoff to Levi Klasky. Goes up the gut and not a whole lot going there. Keegan Bixman stops him in his tracks for absolutely no gain on the play. Still at that three-yard line, second down and goal to go. And that is how the first quarter will end with USA leading 8-0 over the Harbor Beach Pirates right here on the WLEW. Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. After 12 minutes of play, USA 8, Harbor Beach 0. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, Luke Woodkey gets the handoff on second down and goal to go from the three, and absolutely no gain in that one. Quarterback keeper right up the gut, and USA sniffed that one out as well. Only a gain of a yard on the play. Tackle made by number 52. That would be Kirkland Krzyzewski for USA. Fourth and goal to go from the two-yard line now for the Harbor Beach Pirates. And Woodkey keeps for himself and didn't, had no interest in, in keeping around the outside. He thought he saw an opening. He, he cuts the route off short, tries to dive up the middle right away, and Krzyzewski answers that with a tackle to keep him out of the end zone. Now, Dave, we have a timeout here called by Harbor Beach. 11.06 left in the first half. What do you think, Troy Schalke? We're seeing the running game actually more progress than we've seen Harbor Beach with all season long so far and through one one quarter. What's Troy Shelke setting up here? I think you got to trust it again, and I would be shocked if uh, uh, one of two things doesn't happen. I, Luke Woodkey's had the most success. He's the guy that probably is able to punch it in with his power. Uh, if he thinks that's too predictable, the counter will be is let Woodkey roll out and decide for himself. Sort of a run-pass option, I think, is the other thing. This close, you'd like to see him just hope your offensive line wins. Right? You just need that yard, yard and a half to punch it into the end zone. Like to see something quick, 
dive, get it to Woodkey, let him try to power his way in. He's your biggest back, unless you trust Klasky in this situation. He's probably bigger yet, but your most experienced player uh, is Luke Woodkey. I'd be shocked if he doesn't get an opportunity to dive in right here. But this is an important play for Hard Beach because USA just walked right down your field and scored. And, and, and they might give the ball back with a minute left in this half. Uh, well, exactly right. They clock management was huge. Fourth and goal from the two. Pitch out to Luke Woodkey coming around the left edge. Tries to cut back inside. He has to find something. Second effort. He does not get it. He is down at the half-yard line. USA comes up at the goal line stand. And that is a turnover on downs at the six-inch line. As USA holds strong, Ballard, Braylon Ballard and Walker Foley on the stop. I don't like the sweep because it, off, it gives those linebackers too much time to come out there, and it forced Woodkey, when he saw the edge was taken away, it forced him to cut up field quicker than he wanted to, and, a, and the linebacking core was able to get over there and get him down just short of the end zone. Wanted to see something quick right into the teeth of that defense, not allow the linebackers to make a play, but it's an awesome defensive stand by the USA Patriots on the road. Got to go for Harvey Harbor Beach, but I, I'd like to see something right up the middle. Now, we'll see if USA can get their backs away from this end zone. They're at their own one-yard line. Wind at their back, 10-59 before the half and an eight-point lead. 8 nothing over Harbor Beach. Connor Gettle trans it off to Walker Foley. Tries to find a little room to run. Gets out for the three-yard line. And that's an impressive two-yard gain there as they had a whole bunch of black jerseys in front of them. Second down and eight to go. They're going to say Grant Smiglinski as well as number 84. That would be Jason Seaman with the stop. You know it's coming. Everybody knows it's coming here at the building. And it's, Hard Beach does a good job only allowing a yard and a half, two yards. But they're not out of the woods yet. Uh, this is a chance for Harbor Beach here to still come up and make a big play. A fumble. The weather's bad. A missed snap. Uh, that ball is soaking wet. There's an opportunity still for this Harbor Beach defense to make a huge stand and flip this game right around. Connor Gettle, though, under center for the USA Patriots in able hands. Ten minutes and 12 seconds in the sec first half left. And out to Braylon Ballard goes the right gap and gets out close to the eight-yard line, it looks like. A five-yard gain for Braylon Ballard, giving him more room to run. Tackle made by you. Harbor Beach is 65, Dakota Deer. Back to that bread and butter, getting right to Ballard over that right side. The offensive line wins again. He's able to get over half of what he needs for that first down, making third down a, a short, short three or a long two. Third play of this drive, third down and three to go from the eight-yard line. Very interesting strategy by Coach Hahn, knowing the playmaking and big playability of Harbor Beach on offense to milk the clock for everything that it's worth before they run every snap. They hold the ball for three quarters of the first quarter, and now they're going to try and do it again here. 9.25 left in the first half, third and three from their own eight-yard line. Counter Gettle under center, handoff to Braylon Ballard going around the right edge, has the first down. Look out. And here's no one in front of him at the 35 to the 40 to midfield. At 40 to the Harbor Reach 30, still down, and he has no one left, and this one's going to be for a score. Braylon Ballard with the 92-yard scamper down the far sideline, and USA finds the end zone for the second time tonight with nine minutes left in the second quarter. Wow, what a play with Braylon Ballard to go right back to it again. They attacked that right side, and that time he broke a tackle, and as soon as he got past it, it was a sprint down the right sideline, and Braylon Ballard wins 92 yards later to the house, and USA now up 14-0. Going to try and tack on two more. Braylon Ballard's second rushing touchdown tonight already, and we played just 15 minutes of football. It's now 14-0, USA leading. Counter Gettle gets the call from Josh Hahn. It runs 40 yards back to the line of scrimmage. 
9.07 left here in the second quarter, and USA is going for a two-point conversion. Wind to their back. If you're Harbor Beach, Dave, the good thing is you get the ball back, I guess. <laughs> it's about the only good thing. Counter Gettle, though, and a prolific offense at his hands. Gettle taking his time on the two-point conversion from the three-yard line. Quarterback keeper coming in, cuts it back inside. He's close to the, the marker. They're going to say is he's short. Looks like he's down at about the half-yard line. Two-point conversion is no good. Stop made by Luke Woodkey for the Harbor Beach Pirates. So USA leads by 14 points, 14-0 over the Harbor Beach Pirates right here on the W. LW Sports Network, 9.07 left in the first half. Nine oh seven left here in the first half, and USA scores for the second time. Braylon Ballard with both scores for the night from the USA Patriots. Two-point conversion is no good. Braylon Ballard broke out for a 92-yard run, a drive that started their own one-yard line. Just took three plays to march 99 yards, and a touchdown is one. A minute 52 in that drive. Nine oh seven left in the half. Emeyer Parmenter kicking with the wind at his back. Bounces at the two-yard line and bounces through the back of the end zone, so Harbor Beach will start their drive with the wind and rain in their face of their own 20-yard line trailing by two possessions. Yeah, that's just a devastating series of events for Harbor Beach. You drive right down the field. Your running game is finally there. That's something they've been waiting for all season long. You get it down to the – you get four plays inside the five-yard line. You're unable to punch it in, and then you give up the 90-yard touchdown run going the other way. Just a, a terrible sequence of events for the home team. But they have the football now, down two scores. It almost feels like a must-score situation for a, a team that's been thirsty for something to go their way. First and 10 from their own 20, splitting the hash marks, still sticking to the T formation. Dylan Kadar, senior quarterback, under center. There's the snap, handoff to the second option. Oh, pitch out to the Luke Woodkey on the left side, and USA brings him down in the backfield. Jeremiah Hahn sniffed that one out and brought him down for a yard loss of the 19-yard line, second down and 11. And just nothing going there. Jeremiah Hahn is able to read that play. He's not fooled by the fake handoff to the fullback, the pitch to Woodkey. Woodkey can do nothing about it. He was hit as soon as the ball got there for a big loss on first down. 8.41 left in the half, 14-0 USA leading the Harbor Beach Pirates. Pirates still in their huddle after the first tackle for a loss this afternoon and evening. First and 11 from the 19, working just inside the left hash. Rain in the face of Dylan Kadar, under center. Three men backfield, and there's a snap. Handoff to Elliott Seaman, trying to find something in USA. Braylon Ballard sniffing that one out as well. Absolutely no gain in the play, and bringing him down as immediately after he got the handoff. Third down, 11. Dakota Miller, not far away either, guys. The big tackle, six foot two thirty, was in the backfield as well, forcing him to change directions. Grabs a hold of himself before Ballard's able to clean him up. A very impressive adjustment made on this series by the USA defense, not allowing anything to happen on the running game side. Now third down and 11 for Harbor Beach into this wind and rain. Seven minutes, 45 seconds left in the half. 14-0 USA. Harbor Beach trying and facing a third and 11 from their own 19-yard line. 
Handoff, quarterback keeper going to go reverse around the left side. Tan Babcock going backwards. Keegan Bixman chasing him down, and he's going to bring him down for a three-yard loss on that far sideline. Tanton Babcock could not find the edge to that line, and he's going to be brought down for a three-yard loss, and Harbor Beach going to have to punt this one into the wind. It did not take long for that play to not look good as Tanton Babcock and quarterback Dylan Kadar run into each other trying to hand the ball off. Uh, Babcock's able to show you that speed, but Keegan Bixman did a nice job holding down his end of the line, knowing that if the play doesn't go his way, he still did his job. The play reverses back right to him, and he's able to force Babcock out of bounds for a loss on the play. Harbor Beach ha almost having no choice here but to punt it away into this wind. With three runners to the left, one to the right, Dylan Kadar in the extended shotgun. This is pretty much the closest thing to a punt formation for the Pirates. Low kick, bounces at the 45, takes a high reach bounce, and comes to rest at the f right at midfield at the 50-yard line. A 333-yard punt for Dylan Kadar and the Pirates and gives the ball back to the USA Patriots with a 14-point lead, 14-0, 6.42 before the half. And that's about all you can ask, especially in the shotgun formation. There's no running start. It's catch it, drop it, and kick it away, and he does a good job of keeping it low, kicking it end over end. So when that ball hit, it jumps forward a little bit. 33 yards with no return, that's pretty good. But now you're asking this defense. Typically, this great defense this year has not been there. You're asking for a stop. They have to make a stop before the half because you can see what Coach Hahn wants to do. He wants to run the football, and he wants to milk this clock for all that it's worth and not allow that Harbor Beach offense another opportunity with the football. Harbor Beach is three and out on that drive, two minutes and 25 seconds off the clock, and loss of three on the drive. First and ten for the USA Patriots, right to left across your radio. Wind to their back at midfield of the 50. With a 14-point lead, handoff to Braylon Ballard going around the right end, has first down and plows over his first tackler and is forced out of bounds at about the 35-yard line by Harbor Reach's Dakota Deer on a second effort. They're actually going to say he stepped out of bounds at the 39-yard line, so it's an 11-yard gain. Braylon Ballard picking up yardage in chunks here. And USA starting to get their running game going in all cylinders. That last play looked familiar? Yes, it did. The exact same one that went 92 yards the last time they had the football. Gets them another 12 or so on this play. First down on that first down carry. Just giving up too many yards on the ground. Hard Beach not, doesn't have an answer for the running game here tonight. And it doesn't matter who's carried the football, but Braylon Ballard has been electric tonight, averaging 18 and a half yards per carry in this first half. First and 10 from the Harbor Beach 39-yard line. Six minutes, 35 seconds left in the first half. Clock stops, of course, after a last play went out of bounds. T-formation working off the right hash. Connor Gettle gets the snap. Handoff to Walker Foley right up the gut. The pile moves him forward for about three yards down to the 36-yard line. Dakota Deer on the stop for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Second down and seven upcoming for the USA Patriots. Still clock rolling down, leading by 14. Straight ahead, power football, Foley showing you what he can do, going straight ahead, getting a hard-earned three yards on that play. USA taking their time. Connor Gettle gets the call from Josh Hahn. Of course, beat Vassar in a shutout last week after suffering two heartbreaking losses to Lakers and Cass City. A scoring update, Reese leading Sandusky in Sandusky, 6-0 in the second quarter. So Reese... Plain spoiler all over the place, at least so far in the season and tonight in Sandusky leading 6-0. Second down and seven from the 36-yard line of Harbor Beach. USA hands it off to Braylon Ballard. Same bounces outside and spins out of his first tackle and gets the first down in a second effort all the way down to the 28-yard line. A gain of eight on the play. 
Tackle made by Luke Woodkey as well as Harbor Beach's Tristan Emmerich. Defensive tackle, first and ten for USA. At least Harbor Beach in position at time to make tackles, but Braylon Ballard makes two guys miss. He's able to fight his way for that first down. Black jerseys laying everywhere. Harbor Beach Pirates have to find a way to make tackles. I know the weather is not very kind right now, but they have to attack the football, try to knock it out, but you absolutely cannot let them just break away and showcase that speed. Another easy first down for USA. Five minutes and change left in the first half. USA with a first and 10 from the Harbor Beach 28-yard line. Connor Gettle at the right hash. Right to left, across your radio in their road white uniforms. There's a snap, handoff to the third option, Walker Foley, and he's met at the line of scrimmage and somehow falls forward. Strong power there from Walker Foley, finally brought down by Caden Boyden, outside linebacker. After a three-yard gain, Harbor Beach had him stop for no gain, and he pushed forward for three. It's that extra effort, that second and even third effort. Caden Boyden does an excellent job stepping up and making the hit on Walker Foley, but he stands him up. He doesn't take him down, and when he wraps him up, Walker Foley just dives forward, extends that football, and maxes out his potential gain on the play. Like you said, a play around the left side, Boyden had it answered. There should have been no gain, but that extra effort that those running backs are putting into the game here for USA gets him three yards. They mark him down at the 26-yard line, so that'll be about a two-and-a-half-yard two, two gain for Walker Foley. Splitting the hash marks, Connor Gettle weighing the snap, and a rainy night handoff to Braylon Ballard around the right end, has room to run, spins out with one tackle, and balls loose and rolls out of bounds. Looks like Hopper Beach made on a, nearly got it, but it went out of bounds before any type of possession could come in. And instead of a first down, they're going to mark him down a yard short and a third down and a yard to go after a 70-yard gain after a fumble. And it wouldn't matter if the, what the weather was like on that play. Dylan Kadar comes flying in, and that helmet and shoulder pad makes tackle with that football. It goes, it, he jars it out, but he jars it out so well that the ball flies and hits the umpire on the sideline, bounces out of bounds, no chance for recovery, but... That's what we're looking for for Harbor Beach. If, if you're going to try to stop this defense or this offense, it hasn't worked so far. If you're going to try to stop this team, you're going to have to force some turnovers. So I like what Kadar tried to do there. If a fumble hits the sideline umpire, is that a ground rule double? Third down in the yard to go from the 19-yard line. Cost USA the first down, at least, <laughs> for now. Connor Kettle calls his own number on the Tom Brady dive and gets out for about three yards down to the 16-yard line, enough to move the chains and a new set of downs upcoming for the USA Patriots. We're under four minutes of play. Tackled made by Luke Woodkey, as well as number 66, Colin Rogenbuck for Harbor Beach. First and 10 from the Harbor Beach 16-yard line. Speaking of Tom Brady, I think he's pretty happy as of right now, don't you? <laughs> yes. They're winning, and now he has another receiver. Yeah, uh, and not just any receiver. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, there's a difference between a receiver and a receiver that actually remains eligible. Yeah, he always finds a new way to, yes, to get kicked off a team, doesn't yes, he? he does. First and 10. From the 16-yard line inside the red zone of Harbor Beach, USA trying to tack on a third score for this evening. Working a yard inside the right hash, Connor Gettle with the three men behind him. Handed off to his third option, Connor or Walker Foley coming around the left edge, finds a seam, has a jersey tackle made by Harbor Beach on the, looks like they're going to get a yard gain on the play. Caden Boyden had him with the one arm, and he tried to get out of that one and then forced him out of bounds. They're going to stay right at the original line of scrimmage at the 16, so no gain in that play. And good job, because it looked like that sideline, there was a lot of room to run, but Boynton and Babcock both are able to get out to the sideline and slow down his momentum, keep forcing him to the sideline, where eventually Boynton's able to finish him off, force him out of bounds for very little gain for USA. 
Second down and 10. I think that's the first time we've said that all night for USA so far. 3.08 remaining in this first half. 14-0, the USA Patriots shutting out Hyrule Beach at home on homecoming night on a warm but blustery and somehow cold and rainy night at the same time. Welcome to Harbor Beach. Two wide to the right. Eye formation for Connor Gettle. Two men behind him, Noah Crum and Braylon Ballard. Wide right, that would be Jeremiah Hahn and Walker Foley. Working off the left hash, seven men in the line. Connor Gettle turns, hands it off to Braylon Ballard, trying to find, spins out of his first tackle, pushing forward across the 10-yard line, down to the nine. That'll be a gain of seven on the play. And set up a third down and manageable. Luke Woodkey on the stop from Braylon, from Braylon Ballard. Third down and three to go for USA. You got to love what Coach Han's doing. And now, now all of a sudden he shows you two receivers to the right, eye formation. But what does he do? It's still the exact same play. It's a handoff to the right side. And you see Han get inside the tacklers. And when he's about three yards upfield, he gets turned sideways, and he just continues to roll sideways until eventually he's he's tackled. He gets about seven yards total on the play, and he's just staying upright. It, he's just unable to go down in this weather. Hard Beach unable to tackle Ballard at first contact. Third and three from the nine-yard line. Connor Kittle back to the T formation. Three men behind him in a row. Hand off to Walker Foley up the gut, keeping those feet moving and pumping and has the first down across the five and falls forward down to the three. Tackle made by Caden Boynton as well as Dakota Deer for Hyrule Reach. First and goal for USA converts on third down. First and goal from the three. Just power football. Just, uh, USA just flexing their muscles right now, running right into the teeth of that Hyrule Beach defense, knocking guys over and falling forward, getting that extra distance every single play, and that's going to bring out first and goal for USA, already up 14-0. USA knocking on the door for the third time tonight in as many drives on the evening as well. 14-0 currently leading. USA taking all the time that they need. It's under two minutes, a minute 40 before they get to the line of scrimmage even. First and goal from the three. Two yards inside the left hash. Wind and rain at their backs. Connor Gettle calling the shots. Under center, three-man backfield. Braylon Ballard, Noah Crum, and Walker Foley gets the handoff, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, USA. Braylon Ballard from three yards out finds the end zone, and it's now 20-0. Patriots over the Pirates with a minute 26 before the half is over. Nice run there by Walker Foley. He's hit at about the two-yard line, but just like we've been saying, he runs over that linebacker, dives ahead, reaches those hands over the goal line, and is rewarded with his first touchdown of the evening. So Foley gets in the scoring scoring column tonight for the first time. Braylon Ballard with the first two rushing touchdowns. Braylon, or Walker Foley with a three-yard dive in for the score. Going for two, trying to make this a 22-point ball game. Haven't even played 22 minutes tonight. Connor Gettle under center. From the three-yard line, pitch to the right. Braylon Ballard with two lead blockers in front of him. Going to the corner of the end zone, and he's in. Two-point conversion is good, and USA sends their lead out to 22-0 over the Harbor Beach Pirates right here on the W. LEW Sports Network, 22-0 USA. USA with their third score of the night. Walker Foley gets into the scoring action with a three-yard dive, capping off of a 10-play, 50-yard drive, and spanning five minutes and 16 seconds off the clock. 22-0, 
USA leading the home Harbor Beach Pirates on homecoming night. Harbor Beach not too much to celebrate this evening. No, that first drive was an exciting drive for Harbor Beach. Right down the field, a big Luke Woodkey run, but four chances inside the five-yard line, <laughs> unable to punch it in. And that has been it for the excitement for Harbor Beach. Otherwise, it has been just a ground game show. 171 yards rushing for Braylon Ballard alone for the USA Patriots in this first half. And 229 yards altogether. This kick goes out of bounds from Nehemiah Parmenter. The wind got that one as well. It went out of bounds at the 12-yard line, so Harbor Beach has the option for USA to re-kick or take the ball at the 35-yard line. My guess is they'll take it at the 35. I think you're right, Clark, and now I know it's into the wind and only a minute 26 to go, but you kind of got to make something happen here. So I would be surprised if we don't see at least a little of the spread and, and see if your senior quarterback can land a couple throws in this weather. First and 10 from the 35-yard line, a 65-yard field to work with. Like Dave said, the wind blowing in their face. It's almost directly, well, it's about west, northwest now. It's been swinging all night. When we got here to set up this afternoon, it was southwest. It went to west, and now we're almost to northwest. T formation, Dylan Cater under center. Three-man backfield on the left hatch of the 35. Handoff to Levi Klasky gets out for a hard punt, maybe one yard, maybe two yards. Tackle made by USA's front line, including Jacob Nimps, linebacker. And gets out for a yard, two yards, out to the 37, second down and eight. Clock winding down under minute 10. Yeah, just a straight-ahead dive for Klasky. Nowhere to go. He gets two yards, second down and eight. And Harvey's not in a huge hurry here. Second down, eight to go from the 37. Same exact spot on that left hash. Dylan Kadar under center, three men behind him. Turns and hands it off to Elliott Seaman. He's upended right at the original line of scrimmage by USA's Braylon Ballard as well as Dakota Miller, defensive tackle. Brings up a third down and eight from the same exact spot, the 37. Just nowhere to go with the football. USA locating it well and making those tackles in space. They're not allowing second and third efforts from those Harbor Beach backs. Made a great adjustment since that first drive, and that will bring up third down and long. Third down and eight for Harbor Beach. So Harbor Beach with 20 seconds to work with here in the first half. Either one, maybe maybe two plays here. Looks like about this will be the last play of the half, and they'll be happy to go to the halftime locker room with a 22-point deficit. Dylan Kadar turns, hands it off to Luke Wicke, going to the left edge, has the first down across midfield to the 50, lowers the shoulder, and is brought down at the 46-yard line of USA with three seconds, line, three seconds left. Tackle made by USA's number 44, Carson Holland, defensive back, and a second timeout called by Harbor Beach in this half with three seconds left, so Harbor Beach with a glimmer of hope here after a big run from Luke Woodkey. 18 yards altogether. A nice run there by Woodkey. They get the timeout with three seconds left, so obviously one last play here, and this is where you dig deep into your bag of tricks. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's some kind of hook and ladder or maybe just a deep pass if they if they think Kadar can throw it far enough, but this wind is brutal right now. You'd be better chance of some sort of lateral or designed reverse of some kind. Well, we'll see. Coach Schelke's got plenty of these up his sleeve. Maybe Harbor Beach can stand on the tee box and hope for the wind to die down just for a hot second before hitting that drive. First and 10 from the USA 46-yard line. Three seconds left in this first half. How are we trying to put something together here before the halftime locker room? It's USA 22, Harbor Beach nothing. USA has put together 229 yards on 26 plays this night, averaging 8.8 per play. Harbor Beach Pirates, 16 plays for 80 yards. They're averaging 5 yards per play and no points to show for it. 
Three seconds are left. Howard Beach still in the huddle. USA back on out of their huddle. Talking from Josh Hahn as well as Eric Gardy. Gary Van Sumeren, a very storied coaching staff over there from USA, putting a heck of a program together year in and year out from the USA Patriots. Howard Beach in the T formation, spraying their three backs out just an edge wider than typically. Dylan Kadar under center. This will be the last play of the drive, and it's a sweep out to the right side. And back to pass. Tanton Babcock throws this one. It's a duck into the wind, and this one cannot be brought in by Keegan Bixman. As it was passed, it was intended for Caden Boynton, and it is halftime. And USA leads Hover Beach 22-0 after 24 minutes of play in week number nine, the final week of the regular season right here on the WLEW Sports Network. When we return, we'll have all the homecoming festivities from Harbor Beach, Michigan, right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, home of the strong side, and your home for high school football. After 24 minutes of play, the USA Patriots lead the Harbor Beach Pirates in Harbor Beach 22-0. A dominating performance from the Patriots so far tonight after 24 minutes of play. And now we listen in to all the homecoming festivities on a mild but not pleasant evening here in Harbor Beach, Michigan. Week number nine of the regular season at a high in the 60s today, unbelievably or not. But the wind and rain are making up for it. Let's listen in community, school, and the senior class of 2021. Now introducing your underclassmen court. Representing the sophomore class, Angela, escorted by Curtis Guza, hosted by Kristen Ramsey and Tony Burkhardt. Angela is from Spain. She is participating in volleyball and soccer. When coming to America, Angela was most excited to come and meet her host family. Our other foreign exchange student had also representing the sophomore class, Natalie. Natalie is hosted by Mary and Ron Ramish, and she is escorted by Jacob Booms. Natalie is from Germany, and she is participating in cross-country, and when coming to Harbor Beach, Natalie was most excited to be living near the lake. Yeah. Representing the freshman class is Julian Deer, daughter of Kevin and Kathy Deer, escorted by Tyler Kane. Julian participates in volleyball and softball, and her favorite thing to do is spend time with family and friends. Representing the sophomore class is Madison Klink, daughter of Chad and Lisa Klink, escorted by Tanton Babcock. Madison has been a member of student council for two years and her favorite favorite subject is PE leader. <laughs> Representing the junior class is Kaya Landenberg, daughter of John and Andrea Landenberg, escorted by Nolan Rick. 
Kaya participates in volleyball, prom committee, and NHS, and is in the cosmetology program at the Tech Center. Kaya's favorite thing to do is spend time with friends and family. And now the five senior girls, one of which will be crowned as our homecoming queen. Madeline Geiger, daughter of Kurt and Denise Geiger, escorted by Riley Deer. Madeline has participated in basketball and softball all four years and one year of cross country. She is the NHS president, student council vice president, as well as FFA secretary. She is also involved in the Student Advisory Club. Madeline's favorite food is popcorn. Blatt, Madeline plans to get her bachelor's degree as a registered nurse and is undecided where to attend college. Kenzie Knoblock, daughter of Gina and Kevin Knoblock, escorted by Dakota Deer. Kenzie has played volleyball and softball all four years of high school. She has also been a member of student council all four years, along with being vice president of her, of her junior class year. Her favorite sport is softball. Kenzie plans on attending Ferris to achieve a degree in pharmacy. Jordan Lemansky, daughter of Ron and Jessica Lemansky, escorted by Elliot Seaman. Jordan has participated in band all four years of high school, also involved in NHS for two years. Jordan's favorite food is cheesy potatoes. Jordan plans to get her bachelor's in nursing at SVSU. Jenna Filestucker, daughter of Christine Vomering and Scott Filestucker, escorted by Jason Seaman. Jenna is the FFA president and has been a member for all four years of high school. NHS secretary and has been a member since her junior year, class of 2021 treasurer, and she was a secretary the previous year, a member of student council for two years, and a member of the student advisory club for four. Her favorite thing is her dog, Raja. Jenna plans on attending SVSU for elementary education. Teresa Razzo, daughter of Ed and Tammy Razzo, escorted by Brody Wiederhold. Teresa has participated in FFA and bowling all four years and golf for one year. Her favorite color is black. Teresa plans on entering the workforce after graduation. And our reigning queen, Katherine Ackerman, daughter of Katherine and Randy Ackerman, escorted by former football player Devin Puff, will present the crown and roses to the new queen. And the homecoming queen is Madeline Geiger. Congratulations to all the seniors who made court. The new queen will now be presented with the crown to symbolize her reign. Queen Madeline is being presented with a dozen roses and an autographed football signed by the team.
Congratulations to homecoming queen of Harbor Beach, Madeline Geiger. And now Dave Hansen, why don't you tell us how we got to this 22-0 USA score at the half. Started after a long first drive by the USA Patriots, ending up with a with a short Braylon Ballard touchdown run. Gettle punches in the two-point conversion, and USA would lead at the end of the first quarter, eight to nothing. Second quarter, after a goal line stand, Harbor Beach with four chances inside the five. They get stuffed at the one, and three plays later, Braylon Ballard breaks out on a 92-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion fails, and USA would lead 14 to nothing over Harbor Beach. And after a three and out, Walker Foley goes down the field. Three-yard touchdown run. Ballard punches in the two-point conversion. And at the half, it's all Patriots here, 22 to nothing over the Harbor Beach Pirates. USA with 149 more yards in the Harbor Beach Pirates on tonight on just nine more plays in the Pirates. USA altogether, 26 carries, 26 total plays of offense as well. Not a single pass attempt tonight. 26 plays for 229 rushing yards as a team for the red, white, and blue on the road. Leading the way, Braylon Ballard with two touchdowns and 11 carries and 171 yards, averaging 15 yards per carry. Thanks in part to a 92-yard touchdown run to start the second score of the night. Walker Foley, 10 carries for 38 yards and a score. Noah Crum, 3 carries, 12 yards. And Connor Gettle, 2 carries for 8 yards on the night. Passing game, non-existent, not needed tonight for the USA Patriots through two quarters. So we shift things over to the Harbor Beach Pirates. On 17 plays, they've accumulated 80 yards, 15 carries, 2 pass attempts, both incomplete on the night for the Pirates. Leading the rushing attack, Luke Woodkey, 7 carries, 67 yards. And as long of the night, 38 yards, which kind of flipped the field to start on their first drive, which came up empty-handed on the one-yard line of USA. Luke Woodkey averaging over 9 yards per carry. Dylan Kadar, the quarterback, 2 carries, 10 yards there. Levi Klasky, 2 carries, 3 yards. Elliot Seaman, 3 carries for 3 yards. And Tan Babcock, 1 carry for a loss of 3. Dylan Kadar, 0 for 1. Tan Babcock, 0 for 1 in the passing game tonight. And that's all it is for Harbor Beach's offense. 80 yards on 17 plays, averaging 4.7 per play. USA doubling that up at 8.8. On the defensive side of things, Jeremiah Hahn, Walker Foley, Braylon Ballard, Kirkland Krzyzewski, Keegan Bixman, and Carson Holland, each with two tackles. Nice distributed defense here for the Patriots. Jeremiah Hahn, one of those is a tackle for a loss, as well as Keegan Bixman. Jacob Nintz with a tackle for a loss. Chase Payne with one. Dakota Miller with another. And the list goes on. For Harbor Beach's defense, Luke Woodkey and Dakota Deer, each with seven tackles. Caden Boynton, Jason Seaman, and Elliot Seaman, as well as Grant Smiglinski, each with two tackles. Dylan Kadar, Josh Hessling, and Colin Rogenbuck with one tackle apiece. Note, Harbor Beach has no tackles for a loss and no sacks. USA on defense, three tackles for a loss. Altogether, 16 tackles. You can sum up this game in one sentence, Clark. Braylon Ballard's... 92-yard touchdown run on one play is more than Harbor Beach could accumulate an entire half. That, that sums it up. If that doesn't sum it up, Braylon Ballard, 171 yards on 11 carries. That's a full game's worth of stats, and he's got another half to play yet. So USA's running game, led by Braylon Ballard, has been outstanding. Uh, the other guys haven't done a whole lot. Walker Foley averaging under four yards – a touch. Noah Crum just four yards a touch. So it's really been the Braylon Ballard show, but it's very similar to what Zach Franzel did when Sandusky was here. He got the rock. He was the guy that was exposing the Harbor Beach defense, and now Braylon Ballard in that same position is doing the exact same thing to the exact same spot on this Harbor Beach defense. 
Taking a look at other scores around the region, Cass City leads Marlette at halftime, 36-0. Carroll leads Burton Bendel at halftime, 21-6. Lakers played last night against Talos. They won 44-3. Reese and Sandusky looks like a pretty exciting last few moments of the first half. Sandusky leads Reese with a minute three left in the second quarter, 16-12 in Sandusky. Brown City leading Vassar, 24-0. Vassar 0-5 on the season. Ubley leading Bad Axe, 20-0 at the half in Ubley. Ubley looking like they're dominating that ball game against Bad Axe. And, of course, here, USA 22, Harbor Beach nothing in eight-player football. One of the interesting games, we have Morris and Deckerville, and that is 30-12. Morris leading Deckerville in Deckerville. Not many teams go into Deckerville and win, but Morris is certainly one of those exceptions. Mayville also did the same thing this year. And then Mayville leading North Huron in Kindy. 20 to 14. So that is a great game going on in Kindy. Mayville with a six point lead over the North Huron Warriors in week number nine of the regular season. And uh, I remember Paul was, uh, Paul Adams was talking before the game that the uh, Caseville Akron game, the winner gets into the playoffs. It's going to be Akron. That game is over already. Really? Right? Yes. Uh, the final in that game is 50 to six. Akron won that game. No kidding. So Akron Fargo gets into the playoffs this year. It all holds true. We've got about six minutes here before the second half kicks off. So, Dave Hansen, really not too much anticipation that we did not see here in this ballgame. We figured USA's, their offense, we saw them very prolifically move the ball against Kansas City a couple weeks ago. Came shorthanded in that ball game, but you know, really started to get things going, especially that was with Connor Gettle with just five practices under his belt as quarterback. Now we're seeing him two and a half weeks later. Still, this offense churning. Braylon Ballard getting some passes and handoffs. Handoffs. Walker Foley getting some plays. It's really uh, offense firing in all cylinders. We saw two teams trending in a slightly different direction, but we've seen both of their strengths and both of their weaknesses. And when your weakness as a whole is we can't stop the run, and your strength and the other team is we love to run the football, it's, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. And that's what happened so far for Harbor Beach. And their offense with the weather and into the wind for a half a quarter, for a full quarter, basically eliminated the the threat of them throwing the football. Uh, they come out right on the first play and had an opportunity. Uh, if, I think if Kadar throws that ball sooner or at least gets it down the field far enough, I think they get a big touchdown right away. And then you look at another missed opportunity on their next drive when they get all the way down to the end zone and then four chances inside the five and you're not able to punch it in on four running plays. Those are things that hurt. So you're seeing signs of their offense hanging around, but they have no points to show for it. And on the other side of things, and you're going to touch on this, time of possession is absolutely lopsided. And Coach Hahn had a game plan, and uh, the only time it failed is when Ballard busted it out for 92 yards, but ended in a touchdown, of course, the way he wanted it. But he wanted to minimize possessions for Harbor Beach, and it has worked. And this <laughs> running game has worked really well, but that tape is out there. Harbor Beach has been unable to win the battle in the trenches and USA doing an excellent job exposing a weakness and taking advantage of opportunities. USA in that first drive, they rushed down the field, I shouldn't say anything but rushed down the field, in nine minutes and five seconds. That drive alone is more time possession than what Harbor Beach has had the ball in the entire first half. USA altogether, 16 minutes and 13 seconds out of time possession. Harbor Beach, less than half of that at seven minutes and 47 seconds. So realistically, you're looking at about an 80 to 30 percent, uh, 70 to 30 percent uh, time of possession there in favor of the USA Patriots. No surprise whatsoever. 
Harbor Beach really has only had one sustained drive, which ended at the one-yard line. Their next drive after that, a three-and-out punt, and then they had the ball back with 86 seconds left before the half is over. So really, Harbor Beach has had one drive, thanks in part to the USA's time management. Absolutely, and, and time of possession isn't always a telltale sign how the game goes because if you remember, it wasn't that many years ago that Harvard Beach used to score so quickly that they would never win the time of possession paddle. Um, so th- there are times where that's not the tell of the game. Today, it's absolutely what's happening in this game. USA uh, probably has somewhere in the area of 10 first downs, and I don't know if Harvard Beach has three. So that you can see driving, sustaining drives, and then finishing them off with points. Harbor Beach has had a drive or two that shows signs of scoring and then fail down the stretch. Of course, the play and fun does not end here tonight on the WLW Sports Network. Sunday at 7 p.m., the return of the strong side is finally returning. It's one hour of recap of the previous week and a look into the playoffs. It's taking place this Sunday at 7 p.m. You can listen on Sports Radio 1021. Stream live and worldwide at WLWSports.com or if you don't have a radio nearby you can stream on YouTube now. That's new this year. In our brand new studio we'll be streaming live on YouTube. Video streaming. You can watch us here with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Paul B. Adams on the strong side this Sunday at 7 p.m. Just go to YouTube and search for Sports. And you'll find us right there. Hit subscribe, turn on notifications so you do not miss a single moment of the strong side this postseason. We will return in two minutes with your second half action right here on Sports Radio 1021, home with the WLW Sports Network. USA leads at the half, 22-0 over Harbor Beach. Ready to start this second half. USA with a 22 to nothing lead over the Harbor Beach Pirates to start this game. Harbor Beach won the toss and elected to defer to the second half. That's about the only thing that's gone right for the Pirates tonight. So, kicking things off would be Nehemiah Parmetter for the USA Patriots, senior kicker for the red, white, and blue with the wind at his back, kicking right to left across your radio. 12 minutes are on the clock. The hand is up, and we are waiting for that starting whistle. There it is, and Nehemiah Parmenter's kick coming to the far hash at the five-yard line bounces in the end zone. That is his second touchback this evening. So Harbor Beach will start out at their own 20-yard line once again, trailing by 22 points. And that's absolutely the way you want to start this out is, is get – that Harbor Beach offense pinned way back. You don't. You had all the momentum for USA, and this is Harbor Beach's basically their last chance to really kind of take some momentum away from the from the uh, Patriot team and get something going. So a great start for the Patriots, booting that thing out the back of the end zone, and now forcing the Harbor Beach offense to go 80 yards on top of your defense. Wind's really starting to kick it, so the flag is absolutely upright, blowing out of the west northwest. Three-man backfield, Dylan Cater is still under center, splitting the hash marks of the 20-yard line. Left to right across the radio, the hometown Harbor Beach Pirates. Handoff to Luke Wickey around the outside edge. Has a first down and tripped up at the 31-yard line by number 44 is USA's Carson Holland. Luke Woodkey breaks things out for Harbor Beach with an 11-yard run to start the second half. And you, and you like that. If you're going to attack the outside, 
you have to do it with some speed. That that last play uh, on fourth and goal down here, that sweep was the slow developing, waiting for things to happen play. When you want to get things going, you have to do it with enthusiasm. You have to do it with speed. And that time when Luke Woodkey got the football, he was at full speed already and raced to the sideline. He's able to get 11 yards on first down. From the 31 at the left hash, it's going to be a quarterback keeper around the right side. Dylan Kadar is going to be brought down for a six-yard loss. Big man, 75. Dakota Miller brings him down with authority. They're going to mark him down at the 26-yard line. That'll be a five-yard loss for Dakota Miller and the Patriot defense. Third down and 15 coming up for Harbor Beach. Sniff right out. Down. Dakota Miller does an excellent job as he does not fall for the fake and he gets off his blocker quickly and Kadar has no chance. As soon as he decides to keep that football, he actually goes backwards to try to go around Dakota Miller, who is already in the backfield. And uh, a disaster on first down. Second and 15 now for Harbor Beach. Still in the wing tee. Six foot, 230-pound junior for USA, Dakota Miller. Dylan Kader under center, hands it off to Luke Wookie. Same play as the one that worked first time. He has positive yards. He's crossed the 35 and upended at the 37-yard line by Braylon Ballard, the outside linebacker at the 35-yard line. They're going to mark him down. A nine-yard gain for Harbor Beach. Now brings up a third down, and I guess you could say manageable. Third down and six for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Wind in their face. Uh, it's a nice recovery play on second down to get a lot of that yardage back. But a good job by the left side of the line. They, they are able to seal off the defensive end, which is Keegan Bixman on that side. And then Woodkey's able to race to the sideline again, beating the corner over there, and is able to get a hard-fought eight yards. 10.36 remains in the third quarter. 22-0 USA leading Harbor Beach. The Pirates facing a third and six. Luke Woodkey, same exact play, and he lowers the shoulder. He's going to be shower of the first down marker by two yards. He picked up four yards before Jeremiah Hahn stopped him in his tracks. Fourth down and two to go from the 39 in their own territory. Harbor Beach, is going to go for this? Uh, no reason not to, Clark. Uh, th there's... Other than momentum for the playoffs, that's what these two teams are playing for. And Harbor Beach is in search of that dearly. And so I absolutely think you're going to see it again. And it's one of those things where Woodkey has been the shining star on this drive so far. USA has to be thinking the same thing. So I think Harbor Beach counters with Kadar making a decision, keeping it himself. Kadar under center, fourth and two. They need to get out to the 41-yard line in their own territory. And we have a whistle. And could this be a false start? Or they're going to say... Lined up off sides, I do believe, is what the original signal is here. So this is against Harbor Beach, so instead of a fourth and two, this will march them back five yards and a fourth and seven now. And that changes things a little bit. Yeah, absolutely it does. Now it may be uh, the shotgun formation and then decide if, if USA plays defense, we punt it away, and if they set up for a return, they might try to fake it. USA has their safeties at the 45-yard line about... 11 yards behind the line of scrimmage. 9.35 left in the third quarter. Harbor Beach spending three wide to the left, one to the right. Kadar in that extended shotgun. Away in the snap. There's a snap, and he's going to punt this one away. Kicks, keeps it out of the wind, bounces across the 40, and rolls to rest at the 37-yard line of USA. A 29-yard punt from Dylan Kadar. 
And Harbor Beach comes up empty-handed on their first drive of the second half. First and 10 for USA, leading 22-0, 9-19 left in the third quarter. A USA team has just got everything going their way. They are ready for to make a playoff run, Clark. That was a great defensive stand right out of halftime. Get that offense back on the field with 9-19 to go in the third quarter. And we'll see if Harbor Beach can stop the run because there is no chance that USA puts the ball in the air here, even though their wind is at their back. So after five plays, Harbor Beach punts it away, and now at the 36-yard line in their own territory, USA takes over first in 10 with a 22-point lead, 9-19 left in the third quarter. T-formation, Connor Gettle under center, working off the right hash, right to left across the radio, handoff to Braylon Ballard, coming and bounces to the outside, and drags two black jerseys down with him after a four-yard gain. Leading the way was number 34, Elliot Seaman, as well as Caden Boyden, outside linebacker for Harbor Beach. Second down, six to go for USA. Better job there by Harbor Beach to actually stack up Braylon Ballard. He's able to kind of fight out of those tackles and escape to the sideline to earn four yards, but a much better job of forcing him to get off that, get off his high horse. He's been just with untouched around that side so many times tonight. This time they at least make him earn that four yards around the right side before he was out of bounds. Harbor Beach trying to come up with a first stop this evening. They have a second and six in front of them. USA's offense marching all over them this evening. From the 40-yard line in USA's own territory, Connor Gettle under center, play clock under 10, handoff to Noah Crum, has the first down and breaks out of that tackle, gets right to midfield for a 10-yard gain. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Dylan Kadar as well as Elliot Seaman tracks him down, and Noah Crum moves the chains for USA. Just a quick dive, and that's what sets up the rest of the plays. When Ballard is running so well, you start to lean that way as a defense, start to cheat to that direction to try to help slow him down, and that's Noah Crum right up the middle, right between the tackles, and he virtually goes untouched the first seven yards and then gets past that first down marker for a yet another first down for the USA Patriots. First and ten from midfield, eight minutes left in this third quarter, clock rolling. Evan Bowles leads the Patriots up to the line of scrimmage. Same formation we've seen all night with the exception of one play, which was an I formation. Gettle is under center, working off that right hash once again. Looks back to his backfield, hands it off to Walker Foley. Foley gets across the 45 and down to the 44-yard line. Six yards and a cloud of dust and a cloud of water bouncing up off the ground after that one and set a, setting up a second and four. Again, just another dive play this time to Walker Foley and just pushing that Harbor Beach defense backwards, that offensive line showcasing how good they are and how good they're playing right now, pushing Harbor Beach backwards. Six-yard gain for Walker Foley. Seven minutes and change left here in the third quarter. Still that 22-0 USA lead over Harbor Beach. No scoring yet in this second half. Last scoring play was a minute 26 before the half when USA tacked on their third score. Two for three on two-point conversions tonight. Connor Gettle under center. Play clock under 10. Gets the snap. Hands it off to Walker Foley. Going around left end. Has a first down across the 30-yard line. Breaks out one tackle and dragged down to the 21-yard line by Luke Woodkey. A huge run, a 23-yard pickup for Walker Foley, and the Patriots moves the chains into the red zone of Harbor Beach. You could just see that hole developing. It was right in front of us, and as soon as the end was sealed off, Walker Foley turned on the Jets, and Luke Woodkey's able to tackle him from behind as he was just about to make Kadar miss. Woodkey makes a touchdown-saving tackle, but the biggest run of the game for Walker Foley there, 23 yards, and another first down for USA. 12 carries, 67 yards, and one score. He's averaging 5.5 yards per carry. Walker Foley. Six minutes and a half 
here in the third quarter. 22-0, Patriots leading the Pirates in Harbor Beach. Connor Gettle at the left hash this time. Hand off to Noah Crum. And gets checked up at the line of scrimmage. Falls forward down to the 19-yard line. Tackle made by Dakota Deer for Harbor Beach after a two-yard gain. Going to bring up a second down, eight to go from Harbor Beach's 19-yard line. Six minutes left in the third. You got to love how Josh, uh, Coach Hahn is working these other backs into the game. Now you're starting to see Walker Foley get a couple big runs. Noah Crum only got two there, but he had ten just a couple plays ago. And it's just a matter of time now before he dials up Braylon Ballard's number again because he hasn't ran the ball in two or three plays. You'll start to forget about him. Ballard and Walker Foley each with 12 carries tonight, carrying the ball 39% of the time each. Second down and eight, 542 left in the third quarter, 22-0 over Howard Reach. Connor Gettle under center with a T formation behind him. And off to Ballard, no surprise there, spins down to the 20, at the 15-yard line for a four-yard gain, tangle made by Howard Reach's Levi Klasky. For a four-yard gain, third down and four to go for USA. That was the first time we've seen Braylon Ballard make a, make a poor decision with the football as, as Walker Foley was leading him around to the sideline. Uh, Braylon Ballard didn't showcase that patience he was showing before. As he cuts it upfield, he gets a nice gain, but he had a lead blocker to lead him around the edge. I think he had an opportunity for a much bigger gain, but nonetheless, he keeps it inbounds and keeps that clock running, which is absolutely what Coach Hahn wants to do right now. USA 5 for 5 on third down conversions tonight. That's pretty good. I would say that's pretty darn good. 4.45 left here in the third quarter. USA in no hurry, and that's how they've had this whole ball game since their first drive this evening. Connor Gettle facing a third and four. And it's a quarterback keeper around the right end. He has the seam. He has the edge. He has the first down. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, USA. From 15 yards out, Connor Gettle on the quarterback sweep around the far side. Into the end zone in USA tanks on their fourth score tonight. It's now USA 28, Harbor Beach nothing. And just a well-designed play there as he fakes the handoff to two different running backs. But all three of those from the wing tee head around the right side and act as lead blockers for Connor Gettle. And they just keep continuing to seal the edge. And then Gettle does the rest. Tightrope walking down the sideline. He's able to stroll into the end zone just inside the pylon. And that's six more for USA as they go up 28-0 and a chance for two more. Seven plays, 64 yards and took off just under five minutes off the clock. Connor Gettle under center, going for two, trying to make this a 30-0 ball game. Rolling to his right, play action, throwing down into the end zone. This one is off the ground, and incomplete pass was intended for Jeremiah Hahn, number five, but it hit the ground first. Two-point conversion is no good, so the score remains USA 28, Harbor Beach nothing, 434 left here in the third quarter, right down here on Sports Radio 1021, live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Your home for high school football all season long. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on the ranch, USA's kick from Nehemiah Parmenter goes out of bounds at the 12-yard line, so Harbor Beach will start this drive at their own 35-yard line as they trail by 28 points, 4 minutes and 34 seconds left in the third quarter. First and 10 for the Pirates. Afraid of that kick return. I don't know what the heck. He's kicked two of them out of bounds already? I don't know what he's afraid of. He's booted two through the end zone, too. 
Well, 4.34 left in regular in the third quarter here. Hyper Beach trying to get something going here. There's still just 99 yards on the night tonight. First and 10 from their own 35. And quarterback keeper Dylan Kater trying to find something. Braylon Ballard can't bring him down, but here's a hole. Cavalry comes in from USA and brings him down for a three-yard loss. There's about 26 players in this roster. I'm pretty sure 24 of them brought him down there. A loss of three, second down and 13. Absolutely read my mind. They're, they absolutely had to have too many people on the field. There were white jerseys <laughs> everywhere, and unfortunately for Kadar, he had nowhere to go. That is the fourth tackle for a loss tonight for USA. Hyper Beach with none. Reading that correctly, yes. Third, second down, 13 to go from the 32-yard line. Hyper Beach coming out in the spread formation for the first time tonight. 3.45 left in the third quarter. 28-0 USA. Dylan Kadar hands it off to Elliott Seaman, and he's brought down for absolutely no gain. Keegan Bixman defensive end brings him down at the line of scrimmage at the 32. And now Hyper Beach will be faced off with a third down and 13 from their own 32-yard line. Uh, nowhere to go. I, I like the idea. Let's spread it out and try to run from there. But the USA up front has been winning the battle on both sides of the football and showcasing that right there with another tackle for no gain. Third down, 12 to go from the 33 now. And Hyper Beach spraying things out two wide each way. Dylan Kadar in the shotgun. Working off that left hash. Elliott Seaman to his left, looking to pass, stays in the pocket, throws downfield. Has Luke Woodkey open, but Connor Gettle gets a hand on it. Beautiful coverage from the senior defenseman for USA. Bats that one down. Luke Woodkey does not have a chance to get that one. Incomplete, and now Howard Beach, fourth and 12. I'm sure the wind plays a factor. That ball just a tad bit underthrown because Woodkey had a step on him, but Gettle does a nice job. Not going for the hero play. Gets one arm up, swats the ball down. There's no need for an interception there. You already have the lead. Knock the ball down and force Harbor Beach to either punt it away or try it again on fourth down and long. Two minutes, 58 seconds left in this third quarter. Harbor Beach in that extended shotgun once again. USA not biting on it. And they're going to punt this one away. So Harbor Beach with another three and out. Punt bounces at the 38. Takes the Harbor Beach bounce inside. The 35 comes to rest at the 33. 34-yard punt from Dylan Kadar and gives the ball back to USA with a 28-point lead. Just more of the same. That, that USA just winning in all facets of the game. He, they Their defense has answered the call tonight, showcasing that they can defend the pass. They've slowed down the run. Harbeach has had some moments of, of glory there, but when it's all said and done, that USA defense has put up a zero so far. Which has been the case. If it's not zero, it's 26 or 28. And I don't think that's the case tonight here, Dave. Uh, it certainly doesn't feel that way right now. <laughs> We've seen every score in bunches, but not against a team like USA. Two wide to the right. Harbor Beach hasn't adjusted yet, quite, quite at all yet. And now they're moving, moving players over. In the I formation, Connor Gettle under center. Looks to his backfield, hands it off to Braylon Ballard, coming around that right end, and Harbor Beach swarms to the ball, and fumble on the play, and Harbor Beach has scooped it up, and they're going to say this one is in Harbor Beach's possession. Dylan Kadar scoops up the fumble after Braylon Ballard coughs it up in Harbor Beach. That's one way to move down the field, first and ten. Punt it, punt it, and force a fumble. <laughs> that's a, it's a, not what they were necessarily planning on, but it worked very well. So one play gives the ball back to Harbor Beach. 
And now the Pirates back in offense. That's exactly what you want to see the Heart Beach defense. If you can't stop the run, you have to force turnovers. And that time they stand up Ballard, and as he's fighting for extra yardage, one of those guys up front is able to knock it out, and Kadar jumps on it and recovers. So at the 33-yard line, rolling to his right, Kadar looking to pass. Nothing there. Now throws it downfield, and this one's at the feet of Luke Woodke at the 20-yard line. Incomplete out of bounds. Stops the clock, 2.34 left in the third, but two second down, 10 to go from USA's 33. Uh, Kadar just threw that one away there. That was excellent coverage again by Connor Gettle, stride for stride with Woodkey. And as Kadar rolled out of the pocket to buy some time, there just wasn't anybody open, so he threw the ball away safely. Second down and 10. This is the farthest or furthest Tiver Beach has been into USA territory in quite some time. Actually, since that first drive, which resulted in a turnover downs at the one-yard line. Everything from that was at Harbor Beach's own 17-yard line, the 46-yard line of USA, and then the 33 and 34 in their own territory. Two minutes, 34 seconds left. It's going to be quarterback keeper up the middle. Dylan Kadar loses his footing in the backfield and is going to brought, brings himself down for a two, maybe three even yard loss back to the 36-yard line. So now Harbor Beach facing a third down and 13 in USA territory and 2.15 left in the third. Harbor Beach just cannot catch a break. It's finally a, they get a nice play and it looks like they have an opportunity on this one and the turf monster gets him and down he goes for, a, for no gain. Black, 2.05 left here in the third. 28-0 USA leading. Harbor Beach trying to convert on third down. They've done it twice tonight on seven attempts. Two wide each way. Kadar in the pocket. Screen pass to the right. Luke Wookie catches it. He's across the 35, falls forward to the 30-yard line. He's short of the first down marker by six yards. Tackle made by number 52, Kirkland Krzyzewski for USA. He's all over the field. Minute 38 left. Clock continues the roll here. Hover Beach facing a fourth down in seven at the USA 30-yard line. Get half of what they needed now, so fourth down and six, maybe seven. Very possible, but absolutely you're going to see the spread offense again, and Kadar going to have to make it throw. And the way this USA Patriot defense has been playing, he's going to expect pressure, and he can express expect tight coverage. So it's going to have to be a good throw, maybe a great throw. On fourth down, fourth and six, throws downfield, down to the end zone to Tanton Babcock. It is out of reach and falls incomplete at the three-yard line, and Hyrule Beach now turns the ball over on downs for the second time tonight. USA holds strong and gets back on offense. And it's just so difficult because you don't practice making these throws into this kind of win, but he's been a little short on a couple throws. That time he was just a hair long. The wind doesn't affect it as much, and it sails just over the head of Babcock. Babcock, it was pretty decent coverage, but there was some room to make a completion. Unfortunately, it falls to the ground, and USA's defense stands tall again. The offense back out on the field. First and 10 for USA, win to their back for the next 63 seconds in the third quarter here, leading 28-0 over Harbor Beach in Harbor Beach. Coming back on the T formation, Evan Voles as center. Connor Gettle, quarterback, three-man backfield. Noah Crum, Walker Foley, Braylon Ballard. Hand off to Noah Crum, finds that right gap, and he's dragging three black jerseys with him all the way across the 35 down to the 36-yard line. A six-yard gain. Elliot Seaman in on there, as well as Levi Klasky for Harbor Beach. Second down, four to go for USA. You're seeing those Harbor Beach defenders grabbing a hold of the running back, but then getting dragged away from the play. And Noah Crom does a nice job of dragging those defenders for a very nice gain on first down. 
So after Harbor Beach now with a three and out, uh, excuse me, a punt, a three and out punt, and then a turnover on downs, gives the ball back to USA with a four possession lead, 28-0. USA, 20 seconds left here in the third quarter on offense. Connor Gettle taking his time, play clock under 10. T-formation, splitting the hash marks, turns around, hands it off to Braylon Ballard, finds the right gap, right guard, right tackle, and short of the first down marker by Yard. It's going to be a three-yard pickup when they needed four, so that's going to be third down and one, but that play will not happen until after a commercial break as we have reached the end of the third quarter. Fourth quarter upcoming, 12 minutes remain, and as USA extends their lead by another six points since the half, it's now 28 USA, however reach nothing. Right here on Sports Radio, 1021, home of the WLW Sports Network. minutes remain in regulation. USA leads by 28 points, and coincidentally, it's 28-0. USA facing a very daunting third down and one for them this evening. They're six for six on third down conversions. Third down and one from their own 39-yard line. They need to get to the 40. Connor Gettle under center, three-man backfield, handoff to 32. Braylon Ballard has it, and then again, about a bag of chips beyond that. He needed one. He got seven. Tackle made by that entire front line of Harbor Beach, dragging them with them. And moves the chains for USA yet again on third down, first and ten from the 46. Just more of the same straight ahead. Braylon Ballard, instead of taking around the outside, cuts it right up the middle. He sees an opening and doesn't miss it. And Harbor Beach defenders just hanging on for that free ride of seven yards and a first down for Ballard. They mark him down to the 47-yard line of USA. Braylon Ballard with 16 carries, 190 yards, two touchdowns, averaging just about 12 yards per carry tonight. He's carried the ball 43% of the time. Good news, I picked him up and played him on my fantasy team this weekend. Well, that's good. That's good. Maybe you, uh, him and Antonio Brown will be all set. First and 10 from the 47, left right across your radio now. Wind in their face, hand out to Braylon Ballard, this time to the right side. He crits out of one tackle, and now it's going to take the whole Harbor Beach defense to bring him down. Going beast mode on that one all the way down to the 42-yard line. An 11-yard pickup, move the chains. For USA, you pick your number. Harbor Beach was in on the tackle, but couldn't do a dang thing. That puts 200 yards for Braylon Ballard on the ground tonight. 17 carries, 201 yards. First and 10 from the 42 of Harbor Beach. Less than a minute, 11 minutes to play in regulation. A nearly flawless night so far oh. for USA outside of one, one fumble. fumble. That's it. That's the only thing. Only blemish on a beautiful game here for USA. 10 minutes, 35 seconds. Both teams, USA and Harbor Beach, of course, everyone making the playoffs this year. USA in Division 8 this year, same as last year. And Connor Gettle gets the handoff and pitches it out to Walker Foley around the left end. He has first down. He has room to run. And is finally up end of the 25-yard line by Dylan Kadar. The safety valve for Harbor Beach's defense. Walker Foley moves the chains from the 42 
down to the 26-yard line, a 16-yard pickup. And you like how Coach Hahn, uh, the ball's on the right hash, and he runs that sweep to the left side of the field. There's so much extra space to run, and you're seeing his running back get out front of Walker Foley, and that rotating linebacker of Harbeach Beach gets sealed off by the lead blocker, and then Walker Foley shows you that extra gear as he turns it up down the sideline, and Kadar has to come all the way over and company to make that tackle. Otherwise, you see another touchdown for USA. You know, Dave, I've only seen one team do a short side jet sweep. Michigan State, and they all got fired. First and 10 <laughs> from the 27-yard line in Harbor Beach territory, trying to add on to this 28-point lead over Harbor Beach. 9.45 left in the fourth quarter. Counter Gettle, excuse me, retired. First and 10, Counter Gettle, number 45, hands it off to Noah Crum right up the gut, and Elliot Seaman stops him after a yard gain down to the 26-yard line. Second down and nine upcoming for the Patriots. Nine and a half left in regulation. You said it right the first time. <laughs> Well, I can't. You can uh, type it. You can type out the email or the the yeah, tweet or however you want, whatever you want to say. You know exactly what happened there. Did you watch that press conference? <laughs> no, this, I didn't. This is a celebration. <laughs> oh, okay, that's All cruel. Right. Yeah. That's cruel. <laughs> uh, long story, but I may have contributed to Mark D'Antonio's heart attack in that Notre Dame football game. But <laughs> that story upcoming. Save video, that for Sunday. Video at eleven. Second down, nine from the 26-yard line. Connor Gettle splitting the hash marks. Three men behind him, Braylon Ballard, Walker Foley, and Noah Crum. Handoff to Braylon Ballard this time. The 200-rushing yard back adds on more yards, adds on another first down. Across the 15 and down to the 13-yard line. A 13-yard pickup for Braylon Ballard, brought down by 10 Babcock. Just an impressive night. He gets hit at the th after three yards. He breaks through that. He gets hit again. He breaks through that. 13 more yards. Yeah, he puts him over 210 yards for the game. Just a very impressive night. First and 10 at the 14-yard line of Harbor Beach. Eight minutes, 40 seconds left. They're still getting the chains. Still getting the chains moving the moving into position. Clock starts back up. Connor Gettle under center once again. USA dominating the line of scrimmage in the trenches all evening on both sides of the ball. Our reach with... 100 yards of offense. Connor Gettle hands it off to Walker Foley. Walker Foley trying to get something, pumping those legs down to the 11-yard line. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's 74, Grant Spaglinski, defensive end. Out for a three, maybe four-yard gain down to the 10-yard line. Second down and six. Good job there by Grant Spaglinski. Plugging up the hole, not allowing that extra yard after contact. Second down, six to go. Second down, six to go from the 10-yard line. 7.52 left in regulation. Connor Gettle comes back into the huddle. So my senior year, Dave, in college, <laughs> I worked for the Spartan Radio Network. My job was the sideline uh, pregame, halftime, and postgame producer. We'll get back to that in a second. It's like a baseball broadcast here now. <laughs> Connor Gettle, under setter, backup quarterback. Wouldn't think so, though. Rolls to his left, quarterback keeper around the left end, has the first down, leaps over the first down marker into the end zone, touchdown USA. Connor Gettle gets USA across the 30-point mark and scampers in from 10 yards out for the score. And it's now USA 34, Harbor Beach nothing, 7-19 left in regulation. When if they get this two-point conversion, we will have a running clock scenario 
unless Harbor Beach can find the end zone in the next seven minutes and 19 seconds. Another impressive drive by USA, just methodical right down the field, in your face, just six, seven, eight-yard run, chunks at a time, and capped off by a Connor Gettle keeper around the outside into the end zone. Nine plays on that one, 70 yards. Going for two, 719, 34-0, USA leading Harbor Beach. Going for two, much to the demise of Kayla O'Neill, who wants to see the extra point unit come out. I don't blame her. Connor Gettle, under center, going for two. Handoff to Noah Crum going up the gut, and he is in. The two-point conversion is good, and it's now 36-0. USA leading Harbor Beach right here on the WLW Sports Network. Meanwhile, back on the ranch near my apartment, his kick comes in at the 20-yard line brought in by Josh Hesley, and he gets out to the 36-yard line for Harbor Beach. First and 10 for the Pirates. Trailing by 36-0, we have a running clock scenario. Pirates with a wind in their back send trips to the right, one to the left. Kayla Kadar in the shotgun, staying in the pockets. Throws to the far sideline. It is caught by Luke Woodkey, has glitz close to the first down marker and is almost rolled up at the 45-yard line. They're going to mark him down for a yard short of the first down marker. Tackle made by USA's Brooks Little as well as Walker Foley for the Patriots. Second down and one. Screen pass by Harbor Beach. They, they set three receivers to the right. Woodkey is the far receiver. They're giving him a lot of room to operate, about 10 yards, soft coverage, and just a quick step and turn. And as soon as Kadar gets it, he hits him on the strike. The other two receivers are lead blockers. And uh, I actually thought that was kind of a short spot. I thought he had the first down, no problem there, but they'll give him nine yards on that play. Don't think it's really going to matter much, Dave. Two wide each way. Kadar in the shotgun, has a man to his left. Staying in the pocket, throwing downfield to the near sideline, has Luke Woodkey. This wind carried that one well away, about six or seven yards in front of Luke Woodkey. That was number 20, Brooks Little, in coverage. He's a freshman out there. Was moved up last week against Vassar. 5.35 left. Clock continues to roll here in a running clock situation. Third down and yard to go. Downwind, you got a club down. <laughs> Too much I, club. I don't have that problem, Dave. I, don't, I know a guy named Dan Banky that does yeah. have to worry about that. <laughs> Five minutes, 18 seconds, as Dan said. It's a, it's it's a, a two-club two wind. Two-club wind, yeah. The wind is in a hurry. So I was wrong. I was off. He had to club down twice to make that <laughs> throw happen. So Harbor comes out two glide each way. Kadar in the shotgun. Looking to convert on third and one. Going for the pass. Has to go forward, and he's going to be he's still on his feet at the far sideline. Throws it downfield, and this one's out of the hands of number 17, Matt Farmer. Dylan Kadar somehow did not get sacked on that play. There were white jerseys all over him at the 35-yard line. He somehow evaded all of those, got to the far sideline, threw it down for Matt Farmer out of the hands. Kirtland Krzyzewski is the one who had him wrapped up. I don't know how he escaped either, but that's just how Woodkeep goes. He's, he's impossible to tackle, and he escapes that sack, and then he throws it down the sideline to Farmer, and it was a good throw, but an even better defensive play by Walker Foley to be able to stay in coverage for that long and be able to knock that ball away from Ryan Farmer. So back to the tee for Harbor Beach on a fourth and one from their own 45-yard line. They need to the 46. Hand off to Luke Woodkey. He has the first down, gets out to the 47-yard line. It's a two-yard pickup. That's the first fourth down conversion for Harbor Beach tonight. 
Tackle made by number 88, Keegan Bixman, as well as Jeremiah Hahn for USA. And we have a player down for the Harbor Beach Pirates, and that would be starting center, number 65, Dakota Deer. Looks like he's holding his left ankle out there. So medical staff out there from both sides. Four minutes left, clock stops due to injury. First and 10 for Harbor Beach at their own 47-yard line. Wind at their back. Trailing, though, USA 36. Harbor Beach nothing. And now Harbor Beach may be down a center. Yeah, and, t and tackle on the other side. He he's, a, <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a vital player there on an already uh, beat-up offensive and defensive line. Looking at some other area scores. Final score, Cassidy blanks Marlette in Marlette, 50 nothing. Reese and Sandusky end of the third quarter. Reese leading Sandusky 28-24. So Reese trying to go for win number three. After starting out the season 0-3, they trying to get to 3-3. Three three. They lead Sandusky in Sandusky by four at the end of the third quarter. End of the third quarter, Brown City leads Vassar 30-14. Ubley and Badax, we have a final score. Ubley 34, Badax nothing. So Ubley finishes at 4-2 on the season. Badax at 4-2 as well. Ubley shuts out Badax in the final week of the regular season. Dakota Deer walking off under his own power. 3.55 left. Clock rolls back up now in a running clock situation. Now number 68 is your starting center. Jacob Wuschlinger, Jr. Second string center as well as defensive tackle for Harbor Beach. T formation. Kadar under center. Hands it off to Luke Wood. He comes back, cuts back inside, across midfield, and he's going to be up end of the 49-yard line by a whole slew of white jerseys. Number 60, leading the way, Jacob, Jacob Nymphs, linebacker for USA. Three-yard gain, second down and seven, 325 left. And just USA just getting a ton of pressure as Woodkey, as, excuse me, as Kadar takes the snap and goes through his fakes as he gets to that final player, which is Woodkey, to get the ball. <laughs> Kadar actually gets tackled in the back. Uh, that's how quickly USA is getting into the backfield now, just taking over this on the taking over the line in this game. And off to Elliot Seaman. He's brought down at the original line of scrimmage. Braylon Ballard got through that line and wrapped him up before he could get anything positive. They're going to mark him down to the 49 for a gain of a yard. But still a third down and six upcoming for Harbor Beach. Braylon Ballard all over that one. No doubt about it. As soon as Seaman got the football, he, he kicks it to the outside, and Braylon Ballard absolutely does not miss him in open space and drags him down for no gain. Third down, six from the USA 49-yard line. T formation. Kadar under center. 36 nothing. 225 left. A little bit of a fumble after a quarterback keeper. On a broken play there, the ball popped up in front of Dylan Kadar, and he brought it in for himself. Tackle made by USA's Sam Cook, as well as Chase Payne for the Patriots. Fourth down, and after a loss of a yard, fourth down and seven. You saw number 60, Jacob Nimps, kind of jump the snap count there, and that disrupted the entire play. That new center with a mediocre snap, the ball rolled up on Kadar, and it was everything he could do to hold on to it and get tackled down for no gain on a play that was going nowhere quickly. Under two minutes here with a running clock scenario, 36-0. USA leading Harbor Beach. Jacob Wuschlager, new starting center after Dakota Deer went out with an ankle injury. He's walking it off on the sideline. Just about 90 seconds remain now. Dylan Cater, fourth and seven, rolling to his left, has nowhere to go, but he runs out of his first tackle across midfield and can be chased out of bounds by Keegan Bixman at the 45-yard line, shy of the first down marker by two yards. Keep the clock rolling, and it's a turnover on downs. 
gives the ball back to USA with a minute left here. Good individual effort there by Kadar, but he's going to come up just a couple yards short of that first down, so yet another turnover of downs as the clock rolls under a minute 10 to go in this game. I reach eight plays, 19 yards, took about six minutes and four seconds off the clock. USA back in offense, and we'll see Jenny Fleck offense coming out. The uh, backup quarterback, or the I guess the new starting quarterback, is uh, Lucas Feehan over there in Sandusky, and he just scored to give Sandusky oh. the lead, 30-28 with 11 to go in that game. 11 minutes still. There's still 11 minutes oh, to go. Oh, wow. So barn burner happening in Sandusky. 35 seconds left here, and Connor Kettle will come under center. Two men right behind him, and we'll kneel this one out, and the USA Patriots will finish the regular season with a two-game win streak, and USA rolling into the postseason with a five, a four-and-two record. Two wins to start the season, two losses, followed by two wins over Vassar and Hyrule Beach. Finishes the regular season with a four-and-two record, and that will do it. USA final score takes out the Harbor Beach Pirates in Harbor Beach, USA 36, Harbor Beach nothing. Right here on the WLEW Sports Network postgame upcoming. It was 8-0 at the end of the first quarter, 22-0 at halftime for USA. At the end of the third quarter, 28-0. And in the fourth quarter, they tack on another eight points. And the USA Patriots win on the road in week number nine, 36-0 over the Harbor Beach Pirates. We'll have all the details upcoming in just two and a half minutes right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. USA, with 48 minutes of dominating play, takes out the Harbor Beach Pirates 36-0. Dave Hansen, tell us our scoring plays here from tonight. There was one score in the first quarter, and it came after a nine-minute drive. Braylon Ballard caps it off with a short touchdown run. Gettle punches in the two-point conversion, so USA would lead Harbor Beach 8-0 at the end of the first quarter. Harbor Beach's ensuing drive would take them all the way inside the five-yard line. They would have four chances to score, get stuffed at the one-yard line, and three plays later, Braylon Ballard will break free on a 92-yard touchdown run. The two-point run fails, and USA leads 14-0 over Harbor Beach. Walker Foley, three-yard touchdown run. Two-point conversion by Ballard, good. And at halftime, USA 22, Harbor Beach nothing. Third quarter, more of the same. Connor Gettle, 15-yard touchdown run. Two-point pass is no good. And USA extends their lead, 28-0 with 4.34 to go in the third quarter. Fourth quarter now, one more score. Connor Gettle, 10-yard keeper. Crum with the two-point conversion. And USA would spoil Harbor Beach's halftime, 36 to nothing. 
When you look at the offensive production, both teams oh, heavy on the run tonight, obviously due to the conditions. But Harbor Beach with 36 plays for 118 yards, averaging three yards per carry. Or per play, I should say, USA 44 plays, 362 yards, all coming on the ground, averaging eight yards per play. Leading the way, no surprise here, Braylon Ballard with 18 carries, 214 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged 12 yards per carry, had a 92-yard touchdown run, and he carried the ball 41% of the time for USA tonight. Walker Foley, 14 carries, 85 yards, and a score. He averaged six yards per carry as did Connor Gettle with five carries for 32 yards and two touchdowns, and Noah Crumb seven carries for 31 yards, averaging just over four yards per carry. That is almost a perfect distribution of the football for Coach Hahn. The, the only maybe keeper kick uh, would be Connor Gettle. You'd, you'd like to see him get a few more carries in a more meaningful game. I well, think you I will. I think you would, yeah. But uh, otherwise, that's what you want. And we said right at the way, Ballard and Foley would be your lead backs. Those are the guys that are going to lead the touches. Crum is your blocker, change of pace, fullback. Uh, and Connor Kettle has a ton of plays drawn up for him. He only seen two of them. And uh, he ended up scoring twice on his five carries, but – no need to run him all night long in a game like this. So I thought everything was was perfect for Coach Han today. Everything went exactly like he wanted. You know, Dave, it was actually two games ago. It was actually, I think, before the uh, homecoming. So, yeah, against Cass City. And, and Josh Han pulled me aside. He said, great, the radio's here again. You guys, every time you're here, we lose. So I think we finally have broken the Josh Han radio curse. So I think we're good there. Big dominating win for USA tonight. Holding Harbor Beach to just 118 yards of offense and 36 plays. Luke Woodkey, 12 carries, 97 yards. Everything else, not much after that. And he had a heck of a ball game. Matter of fact, you're going to get to it here, and I'll, I'll, I'll jump ahead a little bit. But Luke Woodkey also led the team in tackles. So it goes to show you that there are there are some bright spots on this team. Um, D- Dylan Kadar didn't really have much success running the ball. There was nothing there in the passing game. The throws were just a little off, and, and that's that's a tough thing in 20-plus mile-an-hour winds. And sometimes even that drizzly rain, it, it makes things very difficult. And it, it really comes down to Heart Beach's defense that could not stop the running game of USA. Luke Wookie, 12 carries, 97 yards. He averaged 8 yards per carry. Carried the ball 44% of the time for Harbor Beach tonight. Elliot Seaman, former right guard, now running back due to injuries. 5 carries, 4 yards for him. And Levi Klasky, 2 carries, 3 yards. Dylan Kadar, quarterback, 7 carries for 2 yards. Tan Babcock, 1 carry for loss of 3. Through the air, Kadar was 2 of 8 for 15 yards. And completion rate of just 25%, considering the conditions. For the thumb, okay, we'll, we'll take it. Receiving the ball, Luke Woodkey also leading that category with both catches for 15 yards. Keen Boynton, 10, Babcock, and Matt Farmer, the other uh, intended receivers, could not haul him in. On defense, like Dave said, Luke Woodkey leading the way on tackles as well. Eight tackles for him. Dakota Deer as well with eight. Elliott Seaman at seven. Keen Boynton at five. Grant Smiglinski at four. Dylan Kadar and Jason Seaman at three, Levi Klasky at two, as well as Colin Rogenbuck. USA's now Harbor Beach didn't had a, did not have a single tackle for a loss, just 45 tackles, one fumble recovery. USA's defense had 30 tackles, including five tackles for a loss. Keegan Bixman, five tackles and one tackle for a loss. Jeremiah Hahn, four tackles and one tackle for a loss, as well as Braylon Ballard with four tackles. Kirkland Krzyzewski, Carson Holland each with three. Chase Payne, two tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Walker Foley with two, Jacob Nintz with two, Dakota Miller, two tackles, and one tackle for a loss. 
don't know what you say there. I mean, when you look at that defense, you're going to see tackles for loss on one team, and you don't see any for the other. So you saw an offense that was firing on all cylinders, and you didn't even see everything they have to offer. Not even close. You probably saw maybe 15% of their playbook. If we saw the offense that we saw against Cass City, this USA team run, on tonight, that score would be in the 50s. Absolutely. The, the, the production that it's great to see such a great program of USA, such storied past and everything else. Josh Hahn really putting together a prolific offense here and a strong defense. Kirkland Krzyzewski's all over the field. Braylon Ballard's all over the field. You got nymphs up front. You've got a lot of things falling in place where this team is moving forward in the right time of the year into the playoffs now. USA is rolling. They had some tough losses against Lakers and Cass City. Now into the postseason, it's clean slate, and they're moving forward. couple points for the USA defense. There's not one outstanding leader on defense. Um, you look at the Super Bowl winning team of the Ravens that were led by Ray Lewis or led by Ed Reed. There's always that outstanding player on defense, right, that individual leader. I don't even know who that is. You look at the team tackle leader had five tackles. They, they, they are a team tackling defense. The communication is outstanding. They don't miss tackles. So this team's defense as a unit is playing at a very high level. Um, as for um, their offense, it is clicking. And Connor Gettle, uh, you never want injuries to happen, but Connor Gettle taking the lead at quarterback may have made this team more prolific and outstanding than they even thought possible. Absolutely. And I absolutely they won't admit it, but you can guarantee that none of those teams that beat USA the first time want to see them again. Oh, without a doubt. Without there's, a doubt. there's the one team you do not want to play right now is the USA Patriots. I would agree with that. And, of course, USA will be in Division 8 as well as Harbor Beach and Ubley, Brown City, Marlette, Flint Beecher. Uh, and there's a couple or maybe one or two other two teams there. I'm losing track of who it all is. But those are our local teams in that district. We're used to four-person yeah. districts. Now, now come on now. One, one giant now we got one. eight, and here we go. We can't, we can't count that high. That's two hands. But anyway, so Dave, final thoughts here from tonight. Dominating win for USA. I can tell you if my golf score is over eight, I'm not saying it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, who, Who's our uh, Thompson Chevrolet player of the game? Uh, just about to get there. There's no question. We uh, The pretty discussion obvious. was pretty short, but outside of one fumble, uh, 18 carries, 214 yards, and a couple rushing touchdowns. Braylon Ballard, hands down, was the most outstanding player on the field this evening, and it wasn't even close. So he absolutely ran over, around, and through this Harbor Beach defense, scoring twice, and uh, they put the reins on him, too. He, he could have scored more. This offense really took their time and milked the clock, but Bra- Braylon Ballard is outstanding, and, and not to discredit his defense. He had four tackles on defense, the second leading tackler on the team. So, he, an outstanding game by him, but there were plenty of other very, very good players in USA. He was just dynamic. So, congratulations to Braylon Ballard, the Thompson Chevrolet player of the game. If you're looking for the latest models and great prices, Go to the bottom of the hill in Upley at M19 and Thompson Chevrolet find a new road. So, Dave Hansen, we'll see you Sunday from Ab- the strong side. Absolutely. Uh, I just got to say, it's always uh, it's always nice coming here to Harbor Beach. The field, I thought, held up great considering, amazed, yeah. considering the conditions. But uh, they ran into a buzzsaw this week. The USA Patriots are just a team that's settling into their own, coming to their own, and had a great time ready for playoff time. So we will see you on Sunday for the strong side, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on Sports Radio 1021 and also now live on YouTube. Video streaming live in real time on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search for WLW Sports. And click that subscribe button to help us out there so we can get our name in all over the place on YouTube. So be sure to tune in at 7 p.m. on Sunday for the Strong Side, our postseason special for 60 Minutes with Clark Ramsey, Dave Anson from the Huron County View, Paul P. Adams. Tonight's game was being brought to you by 
Thumb Seiler, DS Services of Cass City, Kinetic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox, Rennie's Hunting Center here in Daily Tribune, North Star Bank here on Auto Parts, Bayport State Bank, Albert Insurance Agency, USA Schools, Think USA, and Sure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team here tonight from Harbor Beach, in-game analysis Dave Hansen, Director of Sports Information this evening, filling in for Doug Cole, Mark McConnell. Filling in for Rochelle Ramsey, our Director of Game Data Analytics, Kayla O'Neill, our spotter, the best one in the business, Dan Banky, and I'm Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. We certainly did. USA showing why they are rolling into the postseason with plenty of momentum on their side. Moving and proving to 4-2 and two in the season and a dominating 36-0 shutout victory on the road on homecoming in Harbor Beach to wrap up the regular season. We'll see you Sunday for the strong side, and now it's on to the playoffs. Good night. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM, and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.